First, I want to thank you all for coming over so early. I know you're all aware of what's happened to my father. I know you'd do anything for him. Most of us have been together for a long time. And together, we've gotten everything we've needed for our classes and for our air shows. Now I need you to come up with some stuff that'll help my dad. If we don't come up with it, I don't think he's got much of a chance. Can you hear me now? <laughs> this is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Filmsack. This is Filmsack. For uh, the weekend of Sunday, February 20, uh, 23, 3, 23. It's the 12th. 20, 20, uh, 20, uh, 12. 12. 2012. Oh, man. 2012. <laughs> 20, uh, That's a great movie. Not really. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we are mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind continually. This is episode 588. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Don't be a fool. Just land the plane, Dunaway. Too late. We crashed. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we splice together the best dirt 1980s coming-of-age mixtape of a movie that we can and slap that bad boy into our Sony leg man. And like a group of high-tech army brats, still borrow a couple of F-16s from the HBO Max hangar and take them all the way to the danger area. All in the name of saving dear old captured hostage pappy by some store-brand Middle East evil. Because if we don't, who will? The ineffective adults in their government? Enough talking, more action. Wait. How much will it cost? Three million more dollars than Top Gun? Ooh, a little more talking and a little less action then. Do we still have enough for matching Eagles jackets? Right on. Anywho, <laughs> somebody grab that pile of Dot Matrix Air printouts and follow me while I show you how my, how routine my routine is. You know, give me detailed flight plans while I do a five-mile run and then outline the enemy's, enemy's position while I eat my bran muffin. And then read me off the weather forecast while I shower and then whisper to me, the sit rep while I take a nap and then give me some privacy because I got to evacuate that brand muffin routine latrine hand me that flight plan I'm at a TP Randy use your deep voice so they don't know you're a kid and turn off that stuff (laughs) turn off that stuff oh my gosh I forgot about that whole sequence of him doing normal everyday stuff and making him tag along and tell him shit. I was like, Jesus, yeah. man, you're preparing for a war. We don't have to do our routine every day, do we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, apparently that was, so. That was freaking weird. All right, nicely done. Also with us today, Randy, he always uses a full plate of food to plan his jet fighter rescue plans, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, mm. Brian, Brian. Mm. And I haven't called you all here. You've called me here, haven't you? You're a bunch of teenagers who don't have parents, but do have an unbelievable amount of money you can spend on aviation fuel. And you've come to me because you need me to be the only adult in the room. Okay, fine. I'll play along and I'll help you steal two F-16s from the United States Air Force and then make war on a foreign country. As long as you follow my three ironclad eagle rules. Number one, I like to talk. So you're going to have to deal with me loading you up with cassettes of me talking. 
your plan needs to include room for at least 17 different cassettes where I'll record myself talking through every possible choose your own adventure scenario. Number two. They have to be the really cool see-through cassettes, okay? You are not allowed to use the standard opaque khaki-colored cassettes. Only the cool ones. Mm. Number three. Mm. This is important. Mm. When you're flying an F-16, you have a mask that you wear over your mouth and nose that provides you with supplemental oxygen so you don't become hypoxic. You must take that mask off all the time. Constantly take <laughs> off the mask. Promise me you will do this, son. Promise me right now. Cross your heart. Oh, you're Catholic? <laughs> me too. Okay, mask back on. <laughs> wow, that was like being there. That was really cool. Uh, with us finally, Brian, he was happy with Chappie until how crappy Chappie turned out to be, Ibbit. Oh, I'm going to expand on Randy's. This is Colonel Chappie Sinclair. If you're listening to this, that means things didn't go as planned. They made my story into a feature film, and you're recording a podcast 37 years after the film's release to talk about it. I've actually recorded 73 different versions of this message, all to be played in different situations. And I've filled your auxiliary fuel tank with these cassettes, so I probably should have programmed the slow-scrolling green LED text screen to let you know that you've only got half a tank. Anyway, right now, by my calculations, you're heading into Libya, I mean, nondescript Middle Eastern country, and... If you feel around underneath the control panel with your left hand, you'll find a wad of my dried-up chewing gum. This stuff is magical. It can fix planes. It can start jukeboxes. And right now, I want you to jam it into your cassette box so you don't swap me out for Aldo Nova or the damn Michael Schenker group. Yes, I said damn. I always move my mouth the way other people would say mother effing when I say the word damn. It's very confusing. <laughs> Okay, you're approaching the enemy base, uh, by my calculations. Make sure you wait until the right moment to drop the Hades bomb and always aim for the center of their unibrow. In my memory, uh, bring your father back alive. And in the immortal words of the prophet Frederick Bulsara Mercury, gimme, 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 gimme fried chicken. <laughs> oh, nicely oh done. God. Good Lord. What a weird freaking movie. We watched Iron Eagle. <laughs> And somebody on Twitter yesterday said, you guys, I don't think I've seen an episode or heard an episode of Films Like It's... This is obviously conjecture. There's no way this is true. But he says, it feel like he's never heard one where we didn't at least bring up Iron Eagle and our desire to get it in the lineup. Really? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like uh, we haven't talked about it that often, but... No. It's come up, and now we're done. It's in. <laughs> we've we've done it. We can stop talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, the the lesser of the uh, this is one of those uh, deep impact Armageddon situations where I I would that's what I assumed. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with that and mm. say that that I assumed that as a kid this was my first watching of Iron Eagle. I don't right. know if it was anybody else's first watch, but first. I um I assumed based on the the time frame and the existence of fighter jets that okay well it's the same it's basically just a same story Top Gun for kids uh, Top Gun for kids exactly yeah. No it's more I I would say it's more like Red Dawn or yeah, um, yeah. or War Games than Top Gun just happens to have the same M16s or Megs or Vipers or whatever it is that uh, That's a I'm good with you with That's it. a good point cuz in I'm with the, you. the Armageddon yeah. Deep Impact thing both had the common factor which was a giant meteor coming toward earth right yeah yeah and in one right. case they're diverting it in the other case it lands here but for the most part 
you know, that's your, that's your example of, of, of this. So there are other movies, right? The year movies that come out in the same year as a very similar other kind of movie. And you're like, ah, damn it. Well, I, we'll, we'll see which one's better. Like the, uh, the, uh, prestige versus the illusionist, uh, the illusionist, yeah. yeah. which are it's both excellent films in their own right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was easy to like, go, Oh, two movies about magicians that are set in the past and, you know, kind of right. hard to reconcile in this particular case. I agree with you, I guess. Um, it's a, it is not the same. I, I, they're not going for, well, how, how do I put this? Maybe they wanted it to be as cool as Top Gun, but man, this is bad. This is so bad. <laughs> the, the conceits I, alone, it's the conceits I, I hate the most Top about Gun, it. Top Gun is not a factor in this movie. This movie is made completely outside of the knowledge of Top Gun, uh, right? They're, yeah. they're, off, they're over in Israel. Make it, because well, they that's true, it. but they that's also it. delayed it so that they didn't get they didn't want to release the same time as Top Gun, or according to the yeah, trivia, that, that was the marketing. Right. That was probably the marketing going. Oh, we're making making a recognition. It's gonna be hard to market this movie with Top Gun out there, right? I think that that was a smart move. It is smart. Well, yeah, why, why would I you? I feel like yeah. the most salient fact that you can know about the making of this movie is that because of the script, which should have been fixed but wasn't, they couldn't get the help of the u.s air force to make this movie yeah. right they <laughs> were going to yeah. they were yeah. going to the u.s air force was all in until they said well these are going to be a bunch of kids hacking all your systems and they right. went no we well, probably can't do that you, you still in yeah what's yeah. weird to me is i i can come up with a number of ways to get to make it a better movie change the script and make the air force look good like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why. They totally <laughs> they could have to tweaked s- it. You're absolutely right. And I think that would have improved things. They just would have had, I don't know, they wouldn't have looked like foreign planes the whole time. It wouldn't have just felt off. Some of the effects were, that's a miniature. That's B-roll. Yeah. Okay, cool. Put those together. And what do you got? Not there quite was- Top Gun level. Hmm. You know yeah, what's there's... funny? Three million more dollars for this movie mm-hmm. than Top Gun. That blows mm-hmm. my like, effing mind. I can't yeah. believe that because they're just not even in the same stratosphere. And uh, while yeah. I agree with Brian that it's you know these are two very different movies, the part I could not get past, having seen bits and pieces of this is bits and pieces of this when I was younger, but never the full film. So this is it's kind of my first watching. Uh, I could not get past these conceits that these kids had access to any of the shit they had access to. It yeah. just this was the early okay. So I I did think about this. This is the early eighties, and we were still getting introduced to computers and we didn't quite understand at that time you know how much how much power was involved because we I, we we almost gave it like this magic power going oh these computers are so advanced and you can do things on them that it would fool people you know they, it would make people lose their common sense yeah but and not so even just not that true. it's this, like how's this kid in a damn jet plane and no one's noticed that he's in one like well i mean it's like war games or i think the fact that it was in the land of computer possibility i i think yeah. during that time we were much more accepting going okay well i don't quite understand how how far computers can reach and and i maybe this is possible i don't know i mean it's and pretty also, easy it's not like they're i don't know trying to st- take classified documents home and keep them in the garage or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, Brian, we're talking about a bunch of teenagers versus someone who was the president of the United States, right? The vice president of the United States. Like there's this movie tries to convince you that computers are a a, a thing that have never had any kind of security. Like 
like you know, right. up to this point when this movie's being made, the, the idea of computer security is just a, it's not a non-existent. Well, it, well also the, the head the of are, intelligence the kids are so the kids are so smart they can bypass the security. This was the this was like not too long after we were starting to get information about freaking and everything else. Sure, and so sure. Yeah. Our full yeah. knowledge and you know general knowledge of that stuff wasn't there yet. But at least at least in like war games, it was to me it was believable when Broderick's character does what he does because it just felt right. hackery and I don't know he got in yeah, trouble was, and he and you see him work his small. way up to it right in right. in uh, war games you see him like you know hacking something small like changing his grades or something like that before he gets into the big stuff and i think that's what kind of makes it believable they go right from oh yeah "Ah, we're just a bunch of kids to all right we're going to completely infiltrate an air force they they didn't earn it no i'm sorry they didn't earn it i'm just saying that during the time i could see where someone who's making a movie might think that this was a good idea no we were we were obsessed in the 80s with hey what if teenagers were way cooler than adults we've talked about this before before, right adults are yeah, stupid yeah. in the 80s yes it's and, dumb adult syndrome yeah, yeah and there's a yeah. ton of that where you know this one i do like this though it's like they're almost theme characters because the guy <laughs> yes. the kid's dad who's in charge of intelligence is a major nerd in the air force and of course now the kid is this giant thick glasses nerd who's super into intelligence gathering and they all have these different you know he's the hotshot pilot son of a hotshot pilot i yeah, don't know yeah. what the girl was she didn't say much she's just there the- the, well, the, yeah, there were the two girls. They were, were the distraction of like, Daddy. Oh, here. oh yeah. no, I spilled coffee on you. Sorry, Daddy. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> yeah, her dad, and her dad happens to be in charge their of super, maps. Right. Their <laughs> superpower <laughs> is making, their, their yes. superpower is playing Daddy's girl. None of these, kids, that was pretty funny. None of these right. kids living in this town had any sort of like parents that worked at the grocery store. That's not how this goes. No, no. no it's like everybody has to be the, an army brat. You know, basically, yeah. one of those girls say, was uh, I, Shawnee Smith. I used to have a huge crush on her. Oh yeah, from uh, summer school. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. help it. Anyway, but not sorry. anymore. Not anymore. You're growing no. up. You're growing I, up? We'll I'm talk on. about Melora Harden a little bit, but she's she's my kind of adult crush. <laughs> oh wow! All right then. Sorry, Randy. You were saying I want to I want to mount a barely defense of this movie uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of the kid I was when I saw the movie. Um, I don't think I saw it many times because, um, going in, I stopped and I said, all right, what do I know about this? And then I remembered some things that aren't in this movie. So it must've been in, in the second one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Probably, you probably so. You've even seen the sequels. I'm, I'm sure I saw the second one. I don't think okay. I've seen the third. We'll 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 sack them all on film side. Will we? He's just to come on uh, Saturday yeah. afternoons every because <laughs> <laughs> they're like three out of ten There's on four. IMDb. There are four four, four, four. Uh, three three sequels. Yeah, so four total. And, movies. But these oh, things used to come four. out like oh, they would weird. they would be on TV like every week, full of commercials. I mean, these would always be on Saturdays some yeah. somewhere, and I would catch glimpses of it does that but mean yeah. this was wildly successful and that's why it kept going or were these direct oh, dvd i things wouldn't say or, wildly or but provable uh you know a commodity right it's like we, uh, we yeah. can make x number of dollars on this just to see how let's okay. move on because lou gossett jr just kept coming back nobody else did yeah. they were always different people no. every thing you'd think this would be the you'd think this kid and his friends would be the star of your new series no no Nope. No, it's all it's about just, it's, it's all about Chappie. Yeah. It's all about Chappie. Chappie uh leading a group of ragtag kids uh either to death or success sometimes. As yeah. a matter of fact, spoiler alert, because I had to I had to watch uh, uh a YouTube video of the first few minutes of Iron Eagle Two. But uh our <laughs> our to. Brad our Brad Masters uh, character does not make it through the opening credits of, of Iron Eagle Two. Oh, oh really? Masters? 
Really? Oh, Doug. I'm sorry. Doug Masters. Wait, Doug. Doug. So Doug, Doug, his dad is the, yeah. So wait, Doug, Doug dies? In the Doug dies. Oh, in the Doug dies. Too. Doug's daddy. That's hardcore, dude. Is yeah. he is the actor yeah. in it or is it all implied? It's kind of like uh, Alien Three, where <laughs> you know, it's whole wow. setup of these characters, and that now oh, we're going to kill them off in the opening credits. Sorry, Ripley. I'm surprised by that. I don't know why yeah. I'm surprised. I just but figured I it just wasn't whole, in it. But yeah, yeah. isn't that kind of the whole it, rub? Chappie I think that's probably. I was going to say it probably sends Chappie off on a mission of vengeance and right. I guess generic Middle Eastern store brand. Right, uh, exactly. Access of evil. That that kid, though, kid now major adult, uh, Jason Gedrick, who played Doug, is in tons of stuff now. That guy works all the time, just in millions of TV shows. You've seen him in stuff, seen him in Breaking Bad and didn't know it. You saw him in a whole bunch of crap, just small roles. uh, He's got quite the, at least his his Wikipedia photo's got quite the Billy Idol sneer going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even his IMDb. Lou Gossett Jr., Luke Gossett Jr. is still working. All yeah, time. he's still yeah. around. He, he was great in that. Has he? Watchmen, yeah. really good in Watchmen. I liked him in that. He's insane. You can't even his his filmography is just outrageous. Not the movie, the series. Right. I should say that too. Uh, Tim uh, Thomerson's on a long run of uh, Bosch. That's I think that's where I recognize him from. He was like eight episodes of oh, probably the, the first season of Bosch. Yeah, yeah, the kids yeah. in that. He's he's good. He's fine. Oh, Ten episodes of Dexter. Yeah, I've, we've we've seen him. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Yeah, okay. he's, he's good. He's had a career. Most of these guys have. In fact, Tim Thomerson, who played his dad, <laughs> still with us, still here. Yeah. Woo! That's, well, because he was saved, he was rescued. That's right. <laughs> he was uh, he was all he was full of all kind of tough talk. You know, going uh, hey. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a thing and shove it up his ass, he says, or whatever. Yeah. And that's there's your PG-13, baby. Yeah, that's your guy. Right. Um, he hasn't worked since 2017, so maybe he's slowing things down. But he's like 90 or something. Oh, anyway, um, <clears throat> the uh, oh, and if you're wondering why there's no Fletcher, I didn't get one this week. So just, just save your save your emails. Yeah. You had a busy week, probably. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't hear. So we're we're, we're yeah. just, that's. I it. was just. A- yeah, that makes me sad. We will cherish him about when it. we get him, and uh, right. when we no. don't, we'll yeah, we'll more yeah. Thank you for you saying it that if way. If you yeah. haven't seen Iron Eagle, I I think you might be surprised at how little it tries to be like believable or understandable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I I really and I really think this is to its credit because this thing is true, yeah, it's right. aimed at twelve year old boys. Yeah, like it's aimed at yeah. you. It and it is a direct hit. Uh, like it. Like there's so many little things that we could complain about in this movie, but if you put yourself in the in the mindset, the framework of a 12 year old boy, like yeah. it is really freaking exciting. This movie never stops being exciting. It's like or, get from the action to the action, or pretending to be. I think pretending to be exciting. I don't know that it was all that exciting. Like I maybe it's because Maverick is fresh on my mind, mm-hmm. but man. The fighter pilot shit in this was boring and dumb. I did not like any of it. Uh, boring, but beautifully shot. I mean, I I would agree with you that it's not. Um, it wasn't super exciting, but it was, but it was gorgeous footage of of. Yeah, uh, yeah but I was never sure what was. I was never sure if it was like B roll, like the the thing at the beginning where he's racing a kid on a motorcycle again. Park your brain at the door. Teenagers yeah. can just go to the airfield and suddenly yeah. take off. Watch some w- wacky races. There, yes. we got we got Muttley over there. Put pouring sugar in the tank or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, then then like they when they when they uh, gather their intelligence by breaking into the air force base. There are so many cool little things. Like again, as an adult looking at that sequence, 
I see some kids setting off fireworks in a, in a hangar and air force people <laughs> are not just like, like trained military men are not doing what military men do that. Like as an adult, I'm like, that is ridiculous. That is the stupidest thing. But as a kid, it is so fun. It is yeah. so freaking fun. I wish fun. I could go back and see it through those eyes. That's what was hard for me is because I, I tried to, I really tried to, I was like, Hey Scott, put on your '80s pants. You lived through it. You you enjoyed that era. Let's go. And I just I just never could get on board with most of these tropes and these concepts and these conceits. And I don't know I why. Think, I think I'm a curmudgeon I, when it comes to Iron Eagle. I deal. think the thing that took me in was my connected tissue between his friends, uh, Doug's friends, uh, Tony. Uh, and and, and uh, oh, oh, uh, Reggie, Larry B. Scott, and Jerry Levine. Mm. Uh, Levine from uh, Teen Wolf. Yeah, his uh, buddy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah, Lamar Larry, 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 Larry B. Scott. So <laughs> I'm like, Lamar, yeah, the, having those two in there, instantly, they took me back. They, those yeah. were the touchstones for my childhood. I was like, oh, I'm in. And that guy, that, that Jerry Levine guy, uh, still working pretty heavily today, is yeah. directing a lot, I guess. Um, yeah. Does a ton of directing of like television stuff. But anyway, he's his acting credits are, are you know, he was busy. He had all kinds of shit going on, especially yeah. that era. So almost, I felt like a lot of stuff we just saw in that era were like, oh, do you ever see, um, I don't know, Teen Wolf? Yeah, okay, well, he's in it. Yeah. You ever see Charles in Charge? He was on that. You ever see Born on the Fourth of July? Like the guy was busy. <laughs> Busy guy, busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a here's a fun little bit of trivia. Go. Um, if you like Larry B. Scott, and I think everybody likes Larry. Oh, B. Scott. Oh, he was so much fun. Yeah, in the '80s, like he's just fun. He's his yeah. his character is always fun. I was really glad to see him as the fun sidekick in this. Yeah. You know, in the fireworks in the hangar scene, he's wearing sunglasses and a hat, mm-hmm. and it's like he's just fun. I wanted to see the buddy show with just uh, Jerry Levine and Larry B. Scott because they were infinitely more. Inter- they liked there was in a different movie. They they were having fun. It did feel yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah I, I I I would like to see that too. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Larry B. Scott, uh, if you want to hear his voice, just go play Diablo two. He's the he's the paladin. He's the paladin. And Diablo no two, way. Paladin. Really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. And you're gonna hear you're gonna hear Lamar from <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> He has a bit role in Seinfeld. I just put a photo in Discord. He's the um he he runs the photo one hour photo oh, place. Sure. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, George, yeah. George gets his mole removed or gets the guy's mole removed. <laughs> yeah, and instead he, he like draws a picture of him or whatever. It's all good. It's yeah. a great episode. <laughs> anyway, I like him too. He's cool and he's still yeah. out there doing Cobra his Kai. Thing. Yeah. yeah, Cobra yeah, Kai, baby. He really yeah. does never die. The <laughs> The overall story of the movie is not bad. I just want to put that out there, too. Again, from the perspective of a 12-year-old boy watching this movie, yes. Yes. the overall story makes sense You because you don't care about the size of the planet when you're a kid. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't care about foreign policy. Or how big the Air like, Force is and this, how impenetrable yeah. it is and how you'd yeah, right? never be able to this do is any of this shit. Of this is a coming of age story, and most coming of age stories are uh, viewed through the lens of people about to come of age. So I think in that fact, 
that well, and, stands up. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Cobra Kai, right in Cobra Kai in the first season, we see an, a middle-aged Johnny Lawrence watching this movie. Yeah. He, <laughs> and like that is supposed to give you the impression that he is very mentally stunted. Like he is <laughs> right. really stuck being a teenager. And that's okay. Yeah. Like yeah that, it's I mean, all right. It's not, you know, right. it's that's well, it's sure. the fact that, that, that this is his favorite movie that yeah. I think is meant to imply that it's not just that he's watching it, but that yeah. he, it's his favorite. Yeah, movie. if it's your favorite and, movie, I don't know what to say about that. That seems crazy yeah. to me. And and uh, not not just uh, um, was it Larry Scott we were talking about? Yeah, Larry Scott. Yeah, but also uh, one of the one of Notcher's buddies is also another former Cobra Kai. I think he's the uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, get a body bag. I think he's the get a body bag. Was that, was that Notcher? Was like, which? Who was that? Notcher was the main bad guy. Main bad main, guy. Main uh, yeah. dirt bike racing bad guy. And that guy's got an amazing career. He is. He was in Kill Bill. Yeah. He's in like Jackie Brown. Whole bunch of Tarantino business. Tons of TV. That oh, guy's a busy boy. Robbie was Jacoby? it Milo? Let's see. Uh, maybe no, Milo. Milo was Robbie Wrist. Okay. Robbie Wrist was in all these movies. <laughs> Who was Uncle Jack on Breaking Bad? Well, what no, character? I think that's it, right? Oh, Robbie Wrist is. Uh, wasn't he in? Uh, uh, I know he wasn't in. in he was I, the Karate Kid. Okay, yeah. Who was Uncle what? Jack in uh, 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 Breaking Bad? Does anyone remember that character? It's like ten episodes. Uncle uh, Jack. No. Breaking Bad. Let me just see real quick who that is. <laughs> Uncle Jack. Oh. Oh, Tom Fridley is, I think, our guy. Yeah, Tom Fridley is the, the oh, yet the, another Cobra Kai. The guy who basically rides on the plane with them while and confesses to uh, sabotaging the the. the oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. a turd! All right, let this way, blow your mind. The kid on the bike who raced him and was a total dick. Yeah, not sure. Yeah. It's this guy I just put in Discord from Breaking Bad. Yeah. The, the oh, head, holy was cow. that him? Yeah, okay, head of the that's cool. Wow. So that was head of the okay. racist uh, Nazi group at toward the end seasons. Oh man. wow, man! <laughs> so I couldn't a, see it. Wow. It's, a, it's a teenage boy movie. So not only do you have a villain overseas that you need to go deal with, you have a villain at home, and it's Notcher. Yeah. You have a bad guy that you're you're in constant conflict with, and we don't yeah. have to explain it. We don't have to give you any reason why. These two boys are just the leaders of two rival gangs of white kids in the desert, and right. Michael Bowen is the bad guy here. Yeah. I just love that. I can't help it. I love it's, that. It's preparing yeah. for yes, preparing for your future. Uh, is they, there's always that one bully like that? Yeah. I like it when it, I like it when it plays through though. I like when the Local bully ends up being the big bully, like like in yeah. Except he's a total. He's he's this. Grab a bucket. He doesn't. We get him on the ground. I mean, maybe that was meant to be the end of it, but I was sure we'd get something. I was really hoping he would like do something at the last second. Mm. Like know, either, to, like either joined forces or what? Yeah, or but like you know, yeah. they're they're almost they almost get caught. You know what I mean? They almost get yeah. caught, but oh, he's you know. You know, uh, he they're, they're, you're kind of like, like you're still family, right? It's mm. like, oh, the only only person who's going to beat you up is me. You're you know? right, Doug. <laughs> you're right, yeah. Doug. I'll you're be right. your wingman anytime. I mean, that's kind of the relationship, right? We were looking for right. ice, yeah. and, and then he hands him an Iron Eagle jacket, and he gives it back, and it's just, just... <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, why yeah, none of that happened? I don't know. Which, but. which you can't do in this movie where you have the Chappie character, and so Chappie is an exact uh, combination of Han Solo and Yoda. Mm. You you take Han Solo, 
uh, Han Solo's like fl- flight uh, uh, pilot stuff yeah. and his attitude and everything. And you combine it with Yoda's uh, wisdom and his teaching and so on. And that like, so then, okay. So now once you, once you buy into that, our main character is Luke Skywalker, just a hundred percent. He's just Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, he's Luke for sure. And, and you can't have other people like Notcher, right? Be anything but just a flat bad guy. He's just a flat right. bad guy. Yeah. And you have to beat him. You have to beat him in the first adventure, the mini adventure, the side quest. I don't know. Like <laughs> the, side the karate quest. kid. I mean, your karate kid, you know, he, he does, you know, there's, there's some, there's some turns there that, you know, he, they're, they're bad, but they also have some turns where, like, you know, it's, it's cool. You're cool, brothers. You're cool. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think you could have it. Yeah. That would have, that would have upset me. Would upset you? Okay. Right, because our, our right. main character, our, our Luke Skywalker, can't get any wins until the big win at the end. Okay. He has to okay. he has to uh, always be just, you know, just scraping by. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty nondescript in this. Felt like he was the most like dead dead face acting of everybody. Everybody put in a little yeah. bit more juice than he did. And maybe he's that's, your he's your low rent C Thomas Hell, yeah. who was already <laughs> It was already low rent. <laughs> it was already low rent. <laughs> yeah, imagine how cheap this guy must have been. Um, he, yeah, I, he, I could never get my head around that dude. And maybe that's how he was directed. Speaking of which, this is director Sidney J. Fury or Fury. Fury, uh, Fury, Fury, however you say it. He's he. We know him because we watched that horrible Superman four, four. garbage movie, worst worst of the bunch. Uh, that's that's that guy. And uh, that's that guy right there, born uh, in 1933. So, this interesting thing going on, like during the 80s, right? Because we were seeing young directors, but we're also seeing some baby boomers, kind of maybe. I'm not sure, but I think they definitely had an idea of of where they wanted to go and to celebrate childhood and to bring all those uh, 80s actors into that. Yeah, it was. Uh, and so, so, so we're thinking about we're, yeah. we're thinking about Sidney Fury. He had this run uh, where he made Iron Eagle and then Superman four and then Iron Eagle two and then the taking of Beverly Hills and Ladybugs. And then they didn't have him direct Iron Eagle three. Yeah. And then Look, they brought him back to direct Iron Eagle four. Yeah. They, when you needed when you needed a movie that was that was going to make just a little bit of profit. He was your go-to guy, right? He's like, we just need to make a little bit of money this year. I so, guess right? so. It just, I to me, sometimes I'm blown away by some directors. The, the, who did um, uh, the third uh, X Men movie of the trilogy? Oh, Brian Singer. No, before no, Singer oh, was off. Oh no, that. he was the first. That's right. Uh, uh, the third, the third one, one was, was the, and everyone's pissed and hates the guy. X three uh, director, right? Yeah, yeah. Last, uh, last last stand. Chambers, uh, definite name. Anyway, he's a bad director. And I never understand how these guys get in there. Like, for example, Brett, 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 Brett and that's it. Ratten. He's a terrible director. Ratten. He's bad at everything. Ratten. Sidney J. Ratten. Fury, uh, this guy, you know, known for two, or I, I would argue, two of the worst movies we've seen, this, and uh, Quest for Peace. Uh, but, but he's directed movies with Marlon Brando, Frank Sinatra, Robert Redford, Diana Ross, Michael Caine, Peter O'Toole, wow. Rodney Dangerfield. Like, the guy's got Gene Hackman, Donald Sutherland. I mean, who, who does this? <laughs> I like, yeah. I like the Rodney Dangerfield is like jammed in there with all yeah. those crazy. Yeah, that is weird. Hey, what, what is this place? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't get no respect from him. Yeah. No, no, not today. Not, Do sorry. you guys know that there's a movie? <laughs> there's a movie. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Iron Eagle 4. It's called On the Attack. Sorry, I thought it was new, but it's not. 95. All right, never mind. Do we ever want to see? Can we, can we watch an Dan, Iron Eagle I if it was made today? Can we do if that? If I read can the we... trivia, by the way. 
that fourth movie somehow retcons Doug back to life and played by a different actor. Nice. Right. <laughs> Why not? Why <I>, not? <laughs> I'm genuinely interested in all four of these movies now, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not joking. It just like it, it wasn't so bad that I didn't want to keep right. going. That's the thing. Yeah, the Iron Eagle is not so bad. It's just it's all right. He did what I can't yeah. believe, and I, I genuinely can't believe this, is that. You know, like all actors, Lou Gossett Jr. has an IMDb page. Every actor's IMDb page has a thing called known for and for <laughs> works for for movies or TV shows that they are known for. And I, I before I looked at this, I thought, how many Iron Eagle movies are going to be in Lou Gossett Jr.'s four right. movies? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the answer is zero. And that really? is mind blowing to me. To I'm our generation, an gentleman, probably number one. So an officer uh, and a gentleman's there. He was in Roots. You might not remember. He's in Roots. Uh, yeah. And and of course, it makes sense to me now that I see it. Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine is like oh, Lou Gossett Jr. Sure. Biggest I love movie. that movie. So yeah. good. But then the fourth one is Jaws 3D, and I'm like, no, no. I am <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Yep, we did watch that. Wow. So so what was the one he got his Oscar for? There was a best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, Oscar. he got a yeah. He 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 was nom- he, Yeah, he was in there, right? He was a yeah. But what was it? Do you remember the movie? I would I would have guessed. So he Officer won. And a gentleman, wasn't he uh, won you might best be right. supporting actor for Officer and a Gentleman. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yep. that was 1982. Well, he won best in my heart for Enemy Mine. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Enemy oh, Mine's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Enemy Mine needs a re a relook, a redo, a reboot, something. Yeah. Some that movie because it's a real simple yeah. story, but it's I. It looks I liked it, it, when you watch I liked it, it now. When they redid like, it for eh. Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In July. <laughs> Let <laughs> yeah, me steal this from you. That's please. a solid point. They did kind of steal that. Um, he wrote his most recent directorial thing here. The uh, director, I just want this for a bit because it sounds like something you'd see. Here you go. Yep. It's called Drive Me to Vegas and Mars, and uh, here's the description. <laughs> in this yeah. warm, zesty comedy. Oh, zesty. I like my comedy zesty. zesty. Yeah. Cow- warm, zesty. Gross. Guy named Cowboy, a senior citizen ex-lawyer and gambler, is persuaded by his spunky 17-year-old neighbor, Rachel, spunky. to seek reputation or excuse, excuse me, seek re- retribution for having been cheated in Las Vegas many years ago. So begins a wild and zesty adventure that oh, marks a young girl's rite of passage into womanhood and an old man's bittersweet final awakening to life, love, and happiness. Wow, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I want to see it, but I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, I yeah. could eat. I could eat. Uh, zesty, you know, mm. Luke, Luke. warm and zesty. Yeah, Luke Gossett Jr. That's how I like my nachos. Really, <laughs> <laughs> zesty. I, I, w- I was really impressed with Luke Gossett Jr.'s uh, Emmys uh, history. He he's been nominated for an Emmy eight times, and he actually won one of those. Uh, and it's like as recently as Watchmen, the show, yeah. right. he was nominated for an Emmy. And it goes all now. the way back to 1978, uh, you know, like he was nominated for a show. Uh, and, and then it was like there was a streak like in 79, he was nominated for Backstairs at the White House. In 81, he was nominated for Palmerstown, USA. Luke Gossett Jr. White a, Shadow or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh, white Shadow? White Shadow, a uh, uh, basketball uh, TV show, TV series. I don't remember that at all. I'm looking for it here. Uh, I'm your White Shadow. Scary. I don't see it. No, not in there. <laughs> Why Come are on. you doing? That was like, uh, who was Because we, we had a whole scene in here. Where oh, he yeah. Doing, he was doing the impression of uh, Slappy. Uh, we had, we had oh, Pappy. Yeah. 
Pappy, Chino, Fats Williams, and uh, Pappy and Slappy. Yeah. And I don't know if they had another friend. Uh, uh, Crappy. Ha- happy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Crappy. Flabby. By the way, uh, also one last thing. Um, the name Chappy is way too good for this movie. And I don't understand how you can get names, awesome names. Like this is Chappy. Oh, well, look out for Notcher. Ooh. And yeah. then who's our main who's our main hero? Doug. 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 <laughs> Doug. Yeah, Doug. I'm out of here. Doug is kind of boring. Well, he the, the the character was based on a real Chappie, right? Who is one yes. of the yeah. Tuskegee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Tuskegee cool. Airmen. Yeah. That's one of the things that Top Gun shares with this. It's like some of the characters were based upon real pilots. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's about the only thing because <laughs> that's about it. Look, I mean, I I don't know why. I just I feel like Iron Eagle's biggest thing. Again, you watch it as a, you guys are absolutely right about the eyes of the young, right? If you're 12, this yeah, is amazing. Yeah. But if you're not, <laughs> if and, you're that, not. <laughs> and that's funny because that's kind of how I felt. I felt the same way about Red Dawn. Just like, all right, well, this, you know, just park my brain at the door. This, this is dirty dancing. never, never going to happen, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah. and once you get past that and say, all right, all right, these kids are turning around. They're saving this weird New Mexico town. And I guess I was more okay <laughs> with that. Well, again, yeah. I saw it when I was young, so maybe this is the problem, well, but I but was more good- okay with it because it just felt like they were forced into a very violent, awful situation. Then it's either survive and win or die. And most of them died. Uh, I guess all of and, them died. Really? Well, and Red Dawn yeah. is is more easier to accept uh, all the weirdness because it's about you being invaded. Yeah. Um, in in this movie, in Iron Eagle, you go elsewhere to invade someone else, and it's like you have a hard time get catching up with why that how this person could mentally do that yeah you know? and then have him like negotiate yeah. while he's in the air it's like uh all right you're gonna give me my dad with the jeep over here at the air base and he goes oh we can't there's a problem with something well you just lost your oil rig <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you that stuff so yeah. and there the and there goes the price of oil for us for the rest <laughs> yeah, of yeah, America. Yeah. Right. The there, what was their dad. joke i guess you guys will be importing your oil for a while it's like you guys you're like you're you need to graduate high school what are you freaking doing over here <laughs> yeah Right. So so dumb, but anyway, I'm again yeah. like I am willing to I w- let it go I, because I understand yeah. who it's aimed at, and it wasn't it wasn't aimed at the Top Gun crowd, different crowd, right? Yeah, different right. story, different everything. So if we if there's one takeaway from this, it's this long held belief that those two movies are somehow if, twins. Is I wonder if just not. I wonder true. if some people's coming of age experience was more traumatic than others because I seem to be able to fall back into these kind of a stories no problem but scott's kind of like meh depends on meh. the it depends on the story like right uh, if any yeah. just about anything spielberg did that i can fall what, into what do you how, how how do you feel about teen wolf and that uh and and coming of age and understanding why you have body hair i think can you deal with that <laughs> yeah i'd love to see this is a thing maybe it's because again i watched it then and didn't see this then i would feel very differently because i saw right. i saw teen wolf when it was new and i loved teen wolf i thought that was an amazing movie right. but if i saw it through you know adult eyes having never seen it i'd probably feel you know different about it i can see its flaws right. and stuff and of course, there's that scene in the gym where a guy pulls his wiener out and no one edit it. <laughs> forever will forever be the thing oh. you uh, right. you think of now with Teen Wolf. Was I can't help it. This extra that, that none of us ever noticed at the time. No. <laughs> but then somehow a fleet of editors and then, you know, an entire right. ratings board. Are you talking about noticed. the adjustment scenes? Are you talking about? No, no, no. no, no that no, was in... A, 
on the bleachers, there's a uh, in, during one of the basketball games, there's a guy right. who an extra that fully shows his penis. Oh, like, yeah, kind of like, well, what is kind of like, a, hey man, watch was... this. Okay, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta. Here, I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I, I'm pretty please sure don't. we talked about this on a previous episode of Filmsack. We yeah. absolutely did. I'm yeah. having deja vu. Oh, I'm sure we did. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought there was up. one with like Back to the Future or something. Where there was Back to the Future there. Three. There's a kid who points at his wiener like he has to pee. Yeah, it's, okay, it's, yeah. Jules yeah. of Vern. Yeah, Jules and Vern. <laughs> <laughs> I like this that movie. Is Vern. He he didn't quite get enough oxygen when he was born. Yeah. Now, see, I'd watch a whole film about how, how uh, you know, coming of age story about a, a kid just trying to, you know, show everybody's nuts on a film. That would be. Yeah, that'd be a movie. Sure. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. It'd be a different rating and a very different uh, approach. But yes. <laughs> right. Right. But I don't, iron, you know, it is nuts. It is one of the fun things about this show is we get to see these things that we saw through different eyes before. But once in a while, we haven't seen it before. You know, I always go back to Randy and his his not seeing. um uh Oh shit! The one with all the little people in it, and John Cleese, and directed by what's time, wrong with me? Time bandits. Uh, time, time bandits. bandits thank yeah. you. Um, time bandits. I, I have Wizard such. I have so the much. Kids. I have so many like feelings for that movie. I love it. I love that yeah. movie. Well, it's because I saw it like five times in theaters, and I couldn't get enough of it when I was young. And I got it on video before you could even buy it. It was like a knockoff from some friend who could get those, and you know, like all these. I have all this history with it. Whereas Randy's like, oh, I'm watching this old thing that doesn't really hold up now, and it's not the same. And that's probably what I'm having yeah. here. You know? It's just yeah, not. So, Scott, you just don't have. You, you but I never saw Iron Eagle. What's my excuse? Oh. Yeah, what is your excuse? Yeah, this is the same, same for me. This was my first watching, too. And I I didn't, you know, it's not high inter- high uh, uh, Oscar worthy, <laughs> but I'd say I was entertained by it the whole way through. Yeah. All right. So you had a good time. And that's all that matters, yeah. honestly. Right? Like, right. Yeah. movies. And, and it's. Yeah. It's actually fun now. Like I might, I might like to rewatch Time Bandits and and say, you know, what am I going to have fun with in advance? You know, because right. like this movie, if you haven't seen it, you can have so much fun uh, finding all of the tech that doesn't work, like that's depicted <laughs> in the movie. Mm. It's fun. Like that is genuine. Like there's a scene where uh, Gaddafi. <laughs> Walmart Gaddafi. Oh, play, by the way, played by, played by oh, yeah, this amazing guy, yeah. actor who's so has such an amazing oh, career, so and here he is playing the like most generic freaking terrorist guy. There's, there's a scene where yeah. where David Suchet is out on a runway, standing next to a jeep, and he's holding a telephone up to his uh, <laughs> face, and the yeah. telephone is, I guess, connected to the jeep, right. and he's barking orders at a bunch of soldiers that are a mile down the runway yeah. through the telephone, and I'm like, what? Where? How are they receiving these orders? Like, there's, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And of course, right. the whole movie is filled with stuff like that. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah. Still with us, 76. Not even that old. He's uh, yeah. He's awesome. And I think every, this is a this, member of the British Empire, like a uh, uh, commander in the Order of the British Empire. Oh, yeah. He got a CBE. I, CBE he, um, yeah. he played a lot of roles like this until I'm sure he said to his agent, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, yeah. Well, like yeah, but in, he, he ended up doing Wing Commander, don't forget, like five, yes. six years later, and that was That's terrible. Right. I think he was just one of these dudes that was like, all right, I will be in theater and blow everyone's minds. I will be this famous detective in this long-running British show. I'll be right. all of these things. But occasionally, I'll be the worst, dumbest thing. I'll be the terrorist and executive decision. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. He was the terrorist in A Perfect Murder, which I would like to sack with you guys. I'd love to sack that movie, A Perfect Murder. 
Oh wow! And, it, uh, uh, this this says he was Detective Mohammed Karaman. Oh, and was well, uh, he a detective? I think he was a detective. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't remember terrorists in a perfect murder. Wasn't that the one where Diane Lane uh, hires somebody to? I hope kill I her husband or something. Yeah, and it's so and it's Vigo Mortensen. It's Aragorn of all people. And uh, okay, <laughs> right. you're right. I think you're right. He was yeah. He was a a he good was guy. One, I think who figures it out uh, before like he suspects. Yeah. Anyway, I, wanna, I guess it was Diane Lane that he was trying to kill. I think part of the, or, part of his power as an actor yeah. is that he can play all of these things and be convincing. He he looks like uh, the leader of some Middle Eastern uh, sect. Yeah. He looks like a French detective. He looks like a British guy when he needs he's, to. He's just got an exotic look that can be molded into whatever yeah. whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Uh, I love this thing about him on his Wikipedia page. It says, raised without religion. In 1986, this year, the year we're talking about here for this movie, 1986, Suchet underwent a religious conversion after reading Romans 8 in his hotel room. Soon afterwards, he was baptized into the Church of England. He stated in an interview with Strand Magazine, I am a Christian by faith. I like to think it keeps me through, sorry, it sees me through a great deal of my life. I very much believe in the principles and the principles of most religions, actually, that one has to abandon oneself to a higher good. Okay. Anyway, this is, our fourth, this is our fourth David Suchet movie. I want to know if anybody can oh, name any of the I other can't. ones. Uh, the, the iron, or, sorry. Well, executive decision, we've already right. So executive named. decision, okay. um, uh, wing commander. Okay, you got, wow. Well done, Scott. There's uh, only one more. Well, we also mentioned that one a minute ago. Yeah, we did mention that. Okay. What, was right it? What, was, what was the other one? <laughs> <laughs> nice. The I other can't... one was Harry and the Hendersons. Here. Oh, oh, really? oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. It. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. That's great. That is crazy. <laughs> that is great. I love that. I always have Harry and the Hendersons on my mind. How did I not Yeah, no, you're there's not always, a day always. that goes by, right? That you're not thinking thinking about that it's guy. True story. He's uh, man, if I could have a Bigfoot in my house, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. You'd do All it, right? right? You'd do it. That's a that's a goal. Well, you know, yeah. we'll we'll have he ran, I trade oh all four of my cats for a Bigfoot. He yeah. was uh Perot in Let's see, seventy episodes, nineteen eighty nine. Like in, in the the run of Poirot. Oh, it's huge. Eighty nine to two thousand thirteen. Yeah. That's crazy. Hercule <coughs> His most recent gig is his Dark Materials on HBO. He is the voice of Kesa, which oh, I've not watched that interesting. yet. Interesting. Yeah, I watched that's the first season of it. And I just couldn't get in. Get, couldn't get enough motivation to watch the so second people season. People really. We're still talking about the same and, guy, yeah. right? Who read the who read the Bible verse and became highly religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then same he's dude. in a film. Uh, he's doing voice work on a. It's the word notorious. I don't think it is. I don't know about the, notorious. Uh, the, 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 the content author, creator, the, the original writer yeah. was uh, was an atheist, and actually, if I <laughs> the if content I've read creator, I love this, that you're calling an author of a series of renowned I, books a content creator. I love that. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to step gingerly around all these landmines. No, he was a, like, he's a hardcore I, atheist and includes a lot of those ideas in yeah. his books. It's, that's all it is. And it's, it was specifically written, especially that material was specifically written as a a, a, a rebuff. That's what some uh, people like, say. I think that's, an, that's I think I that's say, a, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it, I it was rumored to be like I don't I don't know if it really is or not, but that's what people say about it. Yeah. But hmm. that's what people would say if they are offended that. and not comfortable about their own beliefs. 
Uh, his and dark- none of that's calling anybody out or judging anything. No, of course not. Of course I find, not. The, I I find the contrast your, interesting. Yeah, all yeah. of your disclaimers just make me laugh. No, it's amazing. <laughs> they they <laughs> just ended the. Dad, they're just doing the third and final season, or it just ended, or something of that. Right. I kind of do want to go and see how I, that went. Yeah, I watched the first season and didn't really care to go on any further. Really, people <laughs> love this. Right. People love this thing. It's like a, I love yeah. the I love the first book. The first book uh, of his Dark Materials is amazing. It's got your uh, D- your James McAvoy. I like him. He's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I mean, I, I I remember it being good for whatever reason. It just didn't grab me enough to to uh, to continue watching it. I I uh I want to blow your mind about the cinematography of this movie. Do it. Mm. Oh okay. Let's do it. Give me some cinnamon. This is our sixth. <laughs> this is our sixth, no fifth. This is our fifth or sixth movie we've sacked on Film Sack. Yeah, that was that was photographed by Adam Greenberg. Adam Greenberg mm. is a very successful cinematographer. Right. Um, previously on Film Sack, we saw uh, his movies that include The Terminator and Terminator Two and Eraser. Oh wow! Like he's really good, guys. He- he's really good. He uh no I think the the shots it was beautifully beautifully shot like I said the aerial shots were great the he wouldn't be responsible for the visual effects of the plastic models of planes getting blown up mm-hmm. that don't don't seem to be moving at the time that they're blown up like they just it's as if the plane was sitting still in midair and when all, it explodes I we've seen plenty of dogfights in plenty yeah. of different things and we know that a lot of times it's like oh there goes some bullet hole riddles and now we got some smoke not everything goes kaboom right from mm-hmm. the right yeah <laughs> but like and then yeah they would sh- okay so top gun would be like they're shooting and then there'd be this long run of a missile that you're trying to right. avoid this one would be yeah. we're shooting bang that was it it would <laughs> explode yeah. yeah it was like it was yeah. and that was kind of sh- it was kind of like uh mirrored in his whole uh his his flight sim uh, oh yeah, ex- experience yeah, the, because the that's kind of how all that the, works. Uh, those just basically footage yeah. of the fight. But how much they, does it cost to play this uh, simulator? A quarter million yeah. dollars. Okay, yeah. sign me up. But just paint the paint the the bad guys red, basically. Yeah. But yeah. it's a it's video footage. Yeah, it's, it was interesting. Uh, that's pretty wild. I I, I yeah. guess I agree with. To me, it was just so hit and miss. It was like Brian's right. Some of the aerial photography really nice, and then you'd yeah. see a terrible model that would be put in there. And it just felt like a mix in a way that didn't work for me. And again, having just seen Maverick, it's not fair. Sure. Sure. It's not fair. Yeah. Right. But, well, at this, but there movie, was no, there felt like there was no real danger in the dog fight scenes. And I yeah. think that's probably one of the big complaints. Also, is well, the yeah, you guys mentioned it in your intros, but when you don't wear the mask thing, can you not? <laughs> what's the point of that? I don't understand. What it's that just is. oxygen. I mean, you, you just you know you don't oh, have to have it? it on the whole time. And, that's, do you? and it's a problem in Top well, Gun according too. To height. Yeah. In, yeah. in Top Gun, they're taking the mask off all the time. And b- bottom line, um, you're you're an actor. You're a professional actor, and the camera wants to see your mouth moving yeah, when you're exactly. talking. I yeah. guess so. Um, with I the just, mask on, yeah. they can do they can say anything they want, right? So it's like mask on shots are used a lot, and some of them are reused in this movie. Oh my god, where <laughs> you, you get them, you get the mask on, and, you, and they kind of bob their heads like they're talking, yeah. and yeah. then you can go insert anything Any later. So you want, sure. And yeah. so that dialogue's pretty good, yeah. but they take the mask off to talk a lot, so you can see their mouth moving, and like that, they should have them take the mask off and then pass out. That would be really funny. <laughs> I think. What was I doing? Oh yeah, let me put it back on. <laughs> you guys well, think it'd be it's... fine if they kept their dialogue 
it's real easy to set it up in the script. I mean, there's lots of times when they're trying to fly low to avoid radar detection or whatever. They could easily put in a scene, oh, we need them to have a discussion. For whatever reason, let's make them go low. And they're fine. You can, you can, if you're, if you're 500 feet or whatever, you you can yeah. chat it up all you want. Yeah, I guess so. But do you guys know, if I don't know if you guys. clouds, you may need some oxygen. I don't know if you guys felt the, uh, the irony of the fact that we're watching this on the week where I think three now objects oh, and yeah. then the sky have been shot yeah. down by f-22s i think that's really i think hilarious. one over canada and then two over uh the east coast yeah what what right. struck me is that we're watching this the same week as a disaster in the middle east like yeah. um what one oh, yeah. of the deadliest earthquakes of all time hit syria and turkey and like the news has just been so awful just awful. devastating event over there it's going to be it's going to be going on for years you know yeah and uh this movie is just like isn't the middle east funny with their yeah with their cardboard buildings and that their blow hats up? Like, yeah and their funny hats and their too many metals and all that yeah this thing really got into that kind of Qaddafi. Uh, yeah, totally that you know every time there's a the shot of the this nondescript uh country it's oh yeah there's like somebody singing in yeah, the background oh, and, i was uh, yeah i was like oh you might want to take that out we could be more there's always somebody singing yeah there's always somebody doing the, the Muslim prayer, prayer hour time. exactly and i think <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. and the only time they really showed any shots that seemed authentic those were obviously that was like the the mosque in uh, or something yeah. Yeah. yeah and once again it's it's about the sophistication of your audience this was 86 we were just now starting to see 24-hour news cycles so a lot of americans didn't have a lot of knowledge about the world it was as opposed to how we are today where we have instant yeah. Oh, yeah. you know internet and we know so much about culture people are actually able to talk to us and go hey that's that's hurtful do you remember? Do you remember how 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 exotic an Australian seemed to be in the eighties? Yeah, yeah, all you had to do is just show up with a knife, and I'm like, oh, dude, Australia, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. Maybe the guy gave that guy three. Gave, Paul Hogan got three movies. Yeah, Gee, yeah. all out of yeah. the just like this. Oh, what a weird. Uh, that's a foreign yeah. place I've never seen or heard of. Like it's today, basically, every joke was that's Australian for beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we were meant to be the, we were we, meant to be shocked by this idea that there was this place that seems so foreign. But I, today it's just we laughable. Were. It's like no, we it's Australia. It's fine. We were shocked, yeah. and that's the reason why we all walked around doing what we call stereotypes, is because that was the literally the only thing we knew about Australians yeah. in most Americans. Would, yeah. would Danny and and Sandy's love in Greece have mattered much if she came from Hoboken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. She had That's a to great be, point. you know, this you exotic, like, ooh, Australia. Ooh. Have you guys seen that theory about her being dead? She like the dead. whole the whole movie? No, she is dead. Oh, about about uh Sandy being dead in Greece? Yeah, oh. she drowned at the beginning because that's one of the things they talk about, <laughs> that he saved her. And it's like, what if they didn't? That, and the whole thing's a dream. That's the reason why they fly off from the car at the end. It's a weird ending. Is that real? She, is that a real thing? Boy, that's a theory. Yeah, that's a theory. <laughs> that's a real that's theory. Wow. I love it. That's wow, a, yeah. the Tyler Durden, uh, Sandy, Sandra D. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that's inc- that's just insane insanity to me to even hear that. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Those people. Oh, sorry, I just looked up the Grease cast. Yeah. yeah. Time is a funky thing, man. Time's weird. Well, they were all t- what they were all thirty somethings or something, late twenties, right, playing, playing teenagers. Playing teenagers. That's yeah. true. They were all in their twenties. Like we still have our stalker Channing. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> She's still around, right? So speaking. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. 
freaking she love her. West Wing and all that stuff. Yeah, anything she's in, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch you. Hey, speaking of television sitcoms, how about uh, Michael Scott's girlfriend from The Office uh, seeing a young version of her in this film? Her Laura first Hardy. role, I think. How is that? Wait, her what? first role. Yeah, first role. Yeah. Not the one that she, hang out. She came the one on that... screen, and I like, it Tina, really you know is. who that is? Yeah. <laughs> I did not recognize that at all. Yeah. Wow. She's great. I love her. She She's great. so funny. Is she the She's one you're saying you yeah, have the, the adult crush on? I have an saying? adult crush on Malar Harden. There's something about her her eyes, her eyebrows and her eyes that are very, I don't know, very Lena Olin, very oh, yeah. kind yeah. of it's, mysterious, like uh, judgy, but also... Plus, Ibit, I think Ibit, <laughs> you, like be, it, you like being judged, Ibit. Is that a turn I like, on? I like, oh, you know, a little me, hot judging. Judge me a little basically. bit. And did this yeah. crush, uh, Ibit, did this crush lead you to watch Hannah Montana, the movie? It oh. did not. No, it oh, pretty no. much started and ended with The Office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, she's great, but um, uh, what was I going to say about her? She's, uh, I think you have a type, is what I was going to say. Yeah, I think, yeah I think that's fine. Yeah. I, I see a little bit of Tina in her. I, I see a little bit of, that, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, you'll mention someone, I'll go, Oh yeah, that's totally Brian's type. Yeah, Tina. Tina's also very judgy. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she, um, more oh, wow, we've seen her. You. We saw her in the Rocketeer. We did watch the Rocketeer, didn't we? We did no, watch. We the have Rocketeer. not watched the Rocketeer yes, yet. Yes, we did. We want to so badly. No, no we, we did. Haven't. We want to see the Rocketeer. No, this, this is our, isn't true. Hold this on. This is our first Melora Harden movie. I, of all wow. time. Are you telling me we didn't see the Rocketeer? We tried yep. to watch the Rocketeer. Wow. Okay. I swear. Was, I watched And she this. was almost Marty McFly's girlfriend in Back to the Future. I didn't know that. Oh, she'd have been good. Yeah. And and she uh in the Dirty Dancing TV series, she played Baby. Oh, oh my really? lord. That's fantastic. Nobody replaces and, Baby. In other the news, <laughs> in other news, there was a Dirty Dancing TV series. Yep. <laughs> Right, that's that might be the bigger surprise, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're making me want to go watch stuff she's in. She's great. Yeah. yeah. So let's put Rocketeer on our list. I swear I we just the list, did this. Got to be on the list. Already. How do we it's not? How is my brain sure we saw it? Did I see we, it for we, some other we reason? We came really close to watching it once. I forget yeah. what happened. Did we ever talk about watching Condor Man as well? Did we ever? Yeah, we've talked oh, well, about it. We've mentioned it. And we still need to do it. I don't know why Disney yeah. doesn't have it. It's a Disney thing. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. And Disney. why don't they have Song of the South on Disney Plus? Yeah, what's the deal there? They, <laughs> I mean, but they do and, they, and they've and they started putting little notifications at the top of stuff like Jungle Book. Now, if you watch Jungle Book on there, they... Oh, they, yeah. Right. Yeah, but they don't... I, I haven't watched Song of the again, South is not on there yet. That ain't there. No. That? no. no. Oh, no, no. Song of the South they were making. You have to get that on eBay or on, on VHS, yeah, you'll be lucky uh, if you, you uh, yeah. But the but I I didn't realize I was I was trying to think of what things happened in the Jungle Book. I could go back and watch the animated one. Is there I'm something in it that's what, a little iffy? I, I don't uh, know. They they put they put warnings at the top of it on, mm. on the Disney Channel. I was like, what? I was like, I don't. Know. I'm fine with that. They did that with the 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 Bugs Bunny stuff on HBO Max before they pulled yeah. a bunch of it. And yeah. that's that's all fine. I was just like I, I was racking my brain. I'm like, what was what was it? The elephants? Was it the? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, great. I it think it's just face? it's great to acknowledge. Was there it's probably blackface? So there might have been the Gera or whatever. Uh, no, I don't know if they did that. <laughs> I don't know if they did that. But the thing is, like, I I, I appreciate being able to acknowledge. Just it's an acknowledgement saying this was of yes. a time okay. and uh, this stuff doesn't jam so well now. But hey, I, you know now you I know. I like the acknowledgement a lot more than the complete pull. Hundred percent, you know, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the reason they pulled it here recently wasn't any of that. They pulled it because they don't want to pay royalties. Those dicks. That's different. Oh, I hate it. Uh, it's it all. By the way, it all centers on King Louis. The uh, uh, I want to be like you. 
Oh, oh is that what it is? Really? People say that he's a racist caricature of African Americans. It's a very really? minstrel se- sequence that uh, you know. It, the song it sounds like it's right out of minstrel show, right? A little bit. Really? That's the music. Yeah. See, I'm just so ignorant to a lot of that stuff. I I never really watched any minstrel shows, so I don't really. I, I like that you I said minstrel really shows. Yeah, like, Mister Minstrel. <laughs> minstrel, <laughs> minstrel <laughs> you got to yeah. catch them because they only come once a month. I don't watch. I don't watch those either. I, I'm not familiar with. I am totally ignorant in all those areas. <laughs> You gotta catch it while you can, because it's only monthly. You know, <laughs> minced, minced. Min, that made me laugh way harder. Mist, I'm gonna get in trouble for laughing at her. That is funny. Mister- <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, uh, where are we here? Oh, uh, you know what grossed me out? Nothing. But I'll tell you what. Gross. Uh, just the conceits. <laughs> all the conceits. Just because nothing was gross. Nothing. There was no yeah. making out. No, right? those a bunch of attractive people. I I was a little bit. My imagination was kind of gross when i was thinking about chappy having him follow around during his daily routine because i was pretty sure in that routine somewhere you can't go you can't have somebody go with your entire routine all day and not take a poop yeah there's gonna be a there's a poop moment there and i'll bet it was right after the shower all that steam in there which carries the yeah the 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 poop particles all all over his stupid trailer what's what's the term a shit in the shower or something like that yeah I want to know where he, when he had the time during that whole sequence to record all these recordings for. <laughs> for when uh, when Doug, Doug goes to sleep, and his dad he keeps and... he keeps trying to get Doug to go to sleep so oh, he can go so to the recording record. studio. Oh. He has a he has a little studio set up in a closet. <laughs> yeah, because clear because it was recorded it. like that. It wasn't like echoey yeah. or part on a tape no. recorder or whatever. The, the yeah. tape the tape technology was probably the most the biggest thing in this whole movie that I I just felt conflicted about because they were showing at the oh, very really? top he was splicing a cassette tape and i'm yeah. like oh do I, I remember doing that but i'm like is that anything anybody today would understand oh I'm no like, no oh, definitely hell no. no like yeah, hell no. wait a minute you're you're trying to you're trying to save that thing that i could get 10 of for a dollar 50 right. yep. the, yep. <laughs> yeah second of Charles. wouldn't work no but i i connected with that a lot because i had a 1971 toyota corolla that only had radio and so yeah. i actually had to get Sony I got a device. Car man. That, no, I like <laughs> worse. I had I had to get behind the radio in the dash, like pull out the radio yeah, and attach yeah. something to the the red and black thick cables that came out of the back of that to yeah. a um, a broadcaster, and yeah. then I hooked in my Walkman to that. Basically, my Walkman was broadcasting a channel that my turn the knobs FM stereo yeah. could pick up. Pick up, yeah, yeah. Which is I fun, right? The jankiest setup. So, so I was like totally connected with that. I am yeah. of the precise age that was so freaking impressed by cassettes that you could see through when they came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> was that sexy? Although I love the I yeah. love the Maxells with that were clear but had the the eighties uh, fluorescent. Uh, yes, the the fuchsia you know, squiggies. Yes, yeah. uh, um, oh, those are so good. And I just people just don't understand. There was a moment in time when suddenly you could buy these stickers that were perfectly oh, yeah. shaped yeah. to go on your cassettes. You could write on them, <laughs> and before that, it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You couldn't yeah. find those stickers at nope. the store. No, nope. we had and a they came with each did. cassette. Like you, when you bought a, uh, your cassettes inside the little trifold cardboard that you wrote down the songs on there's the there are the stickers that you put on the cassette to so you can label what this yeah. mixed tape they're is. there but they're not obvious uh okay. exactly i bet you randy if you like a hundred of those away and then one day it's like that yeah. is great that we're 
I love then, that. I bet you just uh, missed him. I know. I now have another thing I'm going to send Randy. I sent him a mini disc <laughs> with Juliet Lewis roller skating. And now I have, I'm going to send him a. Uh, I have some plastic cassettes and so, some clear see through cassettes and some stickers I'm going to send him. I stuck, you, I stuck my mini disc on the wall, it. by the way. It's up here. Uh, so on a live stream, people can see this little <laughs> mini disc on my wall. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Randy. Okay, what would impress me if you still had it, and that is a cable where on one end is a male headphone jack, and on the uh-huh. other end is a cassette yeah. adapter. Oh, you yeah, want me to yeah. send you one those of those, are, those too? I, no, I, don't have have, I don't have a cassette player that would use it. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have one of those to put in anything. Oh, God. I did, and that's how I got CD, my disc man, to play in my first car. Yep, yeah. yep. That was yeah. inconsistently constantly skipping. Yeah, yep. right. Exactly. <laughs> they were terrible. They were a terrible stopgap solution. Every every what's great is it. Uh, so for a couple of decades, it seems like every generation and maybe it's still going on. I can't see it. it's too close to me. But every generation had their story of how they consume music when they were teenagers because we have such a love for music usually when we're teenagers, and then that medium becomes yeah. something that's ingrained in us. Like when I tell my dad about cassette tape stuff, he would tell me, "Oh yeah." I used to have a record player in my car. You mounted it upside down to the dashboard, you know, and you and you put it in there. And I was oh like, my gosh! Did whatever, that work? Whatever, old man. Did that man, work? How yeah. is it? How does like the gravity is such an important part of the, the, the needle mechan- going into the groove? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it's got like some. I guess there's there was some kind of. I've looked it up before. They exist. Yeah, I've seen them. I've wow. seen them. And so um, it. Uh, that's yeah. wild. It, wild uh, the one the one that i saw in a car at a car show uh could only play 45s it couldn't play bigger yeah, discs yeah. discs were they called discs uh, albums albums yeah. bigger albums Vinyl. bigger lps it yeah. was but it wasn't an lp it was a 45 <laughs> yeah. and uh and yeah it had a it like pressed it up to- toward yeah the, yeah it pushed like there it was like like a spring pushing the <laughs> record up into the needle i really want there's there's a um it might be crosley or one of these companies that's making turntables now has a vertical one that is just so damn sexy like you can mount it on a wall uh and uh and and play your records that oh yeah i've seen those those are those are sexy i I want those done with you now i want you to see the discord server and we'll share this for a picture oh look at that and and, and scott also posted one but i like grandma the one i posted with grandma putting in the in the 45s oh oh, i'm getting like like, (laughs) the fact that she's just got those all just reg singles like not oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't you know how to take care of a record what are you doing What's she doing? Like, is she like she's pulling one out and putting another one in, and she yeah. doesn't have a, a protector to put that other one in? Oh yeah. my god! You it's think a that's right a six, driver? You think it's that's a, a six vinyl changer? You think that's what that is? You think? No. <laughs> <laughs> I also I love the fact that if you if you look closely, it's bungee corded. Uh, to yeah, the, it is to that it that is. shelf underneath the dash. Every time you think your generation has thought up some new shit, you find out that the previous generation has something yeah. like it. And yeah. what country? Yeah. <laughs> to quote to quote Ferris Bueller. What country is this that she's on? Uh, other side. On yeah, the right she's side. definitely on the other oh, yeah. side. Yeah. This is, uh, oh, yeah. I always think of this clip when I think of this discussion. Hold on. Who taught you how to handle vinyl? You don't yeah, just exactly. grab the vinyl, you grab it by the edge. You don't want your fingerprints on the vinyl because it'll ruin the sound of the record. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I like how. He says sound, it like it turns sound into a two syllable word. Sound. I know, and plus that, and he's all worried about sound, but then he's eating the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
exactly. Oh, that's yeah. great. All right. I, well, I will bet you, I will bet you right now, you could buy a vintage Bang & Olufsen car LP player. Oh, I'm sure. I'll uh, bet you that's a thing you could get. Oh, probably. I like the sexy one Scott put in there, though. It looks like it's got the drop down and everything that drops the, yeah. each, each record. I mean, I would. That's a, you know. Yeah. That's that thing's that thing's hot actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a real cool. Getting getting a hold yeah. of there's Muhammad Ali just dumping his records all over the place. Um, <laughs> if like you learn from that, he's even worse. I know he's worse. He's worse yeah. at it. Uh, state floats like a butterfly, destroys records like, like a like an oaf. Yeah, <laughs> like like an oaf. Yeah. Oh, there's some of the just shots of the Beatles using one. This must have been a thing for a wow. hot minute. It was. So. Yeah. It's like the same unit too, except he doesn't have his bungee in. He's got his. No, he's got it actually with profe- a, professionally with a bracket. Mounted. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is that God, same, he's so big unit, in that though. in that car. That car is huge. You know? He's so big in it. <laughs> Basically, his 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 face is practically <laughs> resting on the yeah. uh, steering wheel. Yeah, he's yeah. packed in there so tight. I don't um, think that's ever made me realize how big he is compared to any other picture I've ever seen of him. Wow, this is pretty wild. There's a, I guess Ford made this in a Mustang. A Mustang LP. Oh, had this. look at that! Yeah. Wow, look at that. But that's oh. probably for your living room, right? That's not for your car. That's just oh, yeah. Looks it's sexy. If you like, if you like the Mustang, you'll really dig this in-home yeah. version. Mm-hmm. of the mustang yeah i just playing, realized right? down at the bottom it says usb recording which is, means this is it's modern the, it's yeah. the playstation oh. classic of record players yeah basically. oh it's hilarious <laughs> you know what i would i'd use one that looks cool that i don't even have any records like though it's it. a problem i wouldn't know what to do with it it would just sit there uh, yeah. my summary here is that we were really captured like our imagination was captured by this movie leaning in heavily to the idea that you had your music on the go at this time. And yeah. really, I mean, people didn't like as much as we're looking at people, uh, you know, <laughs> listening to records in their cars, people didn't before, you know, mid eighties, it just wasn't a thing where you had your music. You might be listening to the radio in the car or whatever, but the idea that you made yourself a mixtape and then played it while flying an F 16 was yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. And this kid's reliance on music to get anything done, I remember feeling that way as a, as around that age. I remember yeah, thinking, yeah, we all do. well, as yeah. long as I had the Ozzy blaring in the background, I can be whatever I want to be. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. That's the, the power of music. Of the yeah. Pumped up to like, yeah. do whatever. Yeah. I mean, his choices... <laughs> sucked but you would have you scott johnson would have made such a better soundtrack. oh 100 would have but there occasionally this this movie this is what's weird about this movie it had that really bad like bottom shelf triple c garbage 80s music that nobody yeah. knew any singers from like it's how you make it without making being it too expensive to license it or whatever and then occasionally they play a song was like oh all right yeah. we're not well, gonna the, take it vision like, by queen right there yeah yeah, so uh, it was a mix uh, in a weird way, but it seemed like everything he played in his head, though, was not good. Wasn't yeah. great. <laughs> it's fine. What about that Sony it's... leg man, though? I thought that was a pretty cool idea. <laughs> like, like having it strapped to your leg. Yeah, yeah. just. It, uh, I mean, if you need, obviously, you need all of that technology to be able to connect it into everything you're going to connect it to. But well, and you can't God. you can't wear it anywhere else on your person when you're flying a plane because you have the five right. point yeah. Uh, yeah. safety harness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just think what we used to do, guys. In our trunks, we not to go back to this, but in our trunks <laughs> we'd have a, a great big case that was full of tapes. Yeah. And yeah. you'd have to go and get them, decide what you want to listen to, put an erasure in, whatever you're going to do. And now 
I just can say what song am I in the mood for, and I'll go find a billion songs tied to it, plus the song I'm looking for, plus the original album, plus the remaster. Yeah. We live in the craziest time, and I don't think we appreciate where all that came or how that's all come to fruition because at the yeah. time, holy shit, what a pain in the ass it was. Yeah. I think yeah. kids will really remember from this time period. I think they'll probably remember AirPods the most. That experience of of wearing AirPods just and just wireless, having music yeah. constantly in your ears. I think that'll be. Yeah, probably. Nostalgia. I mean, the Spotify era will be a a thing, you know, like right. for, for a certain generation, sure. iTunes was a thing briefly um, before yeah. that. It was, I don't know, I guess CDs and ripping them. Like there's 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 these these micro eras now where the eras yeah. used to be much bigger. It was like yeah, eight track yeah. forever, cassettes forever, <laughs> eight track forever, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's we've we've reached a point where there is nowhere. I don't know where you. There's no improving you can be that can be made. Right? You can verbally tell your smart device what you want to hear and instantly hear it. What what further improvement can we get? It's de- it's definitely going to be the interface. That's that's Until where the that's where thinking, the nostalgia thinking is gonna, a song and hearing it basically. Yeah. I, well, I'm, yeah, it's going to be the interface. Whatever whatever that is is going to be the part they're going to feel nostalgia for. We had yeah. we had a love for a physical medium, which was because well, we all we like, had. I, like I still cassettes. do. I still and there's a yeah. you know obviously I've got vinyl. I've got I still have a box of cassettes, one of which I'm going to send to Randy. But uh, <laughs> I've, but I've but I've found like I talked about last week. I found this huge box of mini discs. And all of these mixes that I forgot I made, and even though I can hear any one of those songs instantly by telling SIRI what I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to listen to those mixed specifically and see what songs resonated with me back, you know, back in let, 1996. Let me, let me yeah. take you back to an to a time that you may not realize you may feel some kind of weird nostalgia for. All sure, right. okay. give you it. Ready? Go. Win amp and its weird little screensaver thing. <laughs> it whips the llamas ass. Yes, you're right. like, you're yeah. like, oh, I have no nostalgia for digital. Oh my god! No, I totally that, do. That, oh my god! Did you see that thing? Searches for MP3s. Did and, you guys uh, see the picture? Picture right. I, uh, I guess I tweeted it and put it in here. I'll find it. But basically, somebody made a physical version of the Winamp player. It's yes. about the size of an NES controller and just nice. about as okay. thick. So it's like a little brick. But oh, wow. if you look yeah. at it head on, it's 100% the thing. And I'm thinking, I love it. I, I mean, I have nostalgia for the Winamp player, but I can't imagine. Like, yeah. if you were a kid in the 90s, or sorry, late 90s, early 80s, or early 2000s, and you were ripping songs from, I don't know, <laughs> Napster or whatever, that yeah. must be the hot unit, man. Like, yeah. Oh, totally. The hot unit. I got to find it. ass, baby. It's really cool. I got to find the damn thing. Yeah. And it's anyway. and you can get it right now. If you've never heard of this, you can go get WinAmp right now. It is an app on your PC that you can load some MP3s into. Yeah, it's How a new hours um, I spent just laying there watching the little stupid uh, little what what do they call those little screensavers that they would do on the Win app? Why am I blanking on that? Uh, you know, talking about you're the talking the, about the visualization generated little visualizations yeah. visualizations. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so many of them too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta find this. It's so cool. It made me want it's it. Like cooking my brain. It's like. Mm. See, I'm used to wanting like, oh, I want a physical thing because they used to be physical. But making yeah. Winamp physical made me made me want it, even though it never was. <laughs> but I would say while you were sitting doing that, I was sitting there trying to scour the web for the coolest skins for that stupid thing. Oh yeah, oh, sure. Winamp skins yeah. you can make your own. Oh, so arcane too. Dude, those were the, the worst freaking days, man. Oh, someone yeah. deleted the I tweet. had a, oh, I had a huge. Oh man, I had 
I I totally forgot about this. There was one called Polka Dot. I made one that had polka dots on it, a skin for Winamp, and I like made it up to like for, for like for like a couple of months. I was near the top for the skin uh, downloads for this, Winamp. This, there was a skin browser with user submitted skins. Yeah, yeah. I oh, that's about awesome. That. That's great. I about my polka dot skin. I got to go find it. I wish I could find this. I want to share it with you guys so bad, and I can't find it. All right, well. I did. Uh, I did give you a song, Scott, that I think best reflects not only this movie, mm. but the entire genre of in the '80s. Kids would do something. Teenagers would rock out, listening to rock music while doing something exciting in a movie. Yeah. And yeah. this is it. This is the 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 best I, I've ever. It's an Eric it's Martin the song. Best. Uh, Eric mm-hmm. Martin was the lead oh, singer really? of Mr. Big. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, the song was like written and recorded by Neil Sean, right? The guitarist for Journey. Journey. Yep. And it just, it's so. Is this it? Yeah. I won't play much so of it. So very typical. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so uh, I'm curious. I, not, oh man, we're getting such a, a music uh, yeah. sidetrack. But, but one more thing. One more thing. Do you think like uh, adults when they drink, they think some adults think they do better when they drink. It's like, oh yeah, I I have a better result when I drink doing this performing this action. And the truth is, no, you're not doing better. The drinking just makes you think you're doing better. <laughs> mm. Is that how the music is too? I know. I think going, it's opposite. <laughs> you think it's I the opposite? One hundred. When I go running, I one hundred percent perform better when I'm listening to okay. good running music. I think that's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's probably some oh, for sure. And what that something. is, is that is taking my brain out of some of the activity. Yes, like, exactly. There are, because of the brain waves. They, they there are activities that's where... Why, that's why I wear uh, AirPods when I go to the dentist. It's just like I, <laughs> I, I do the dentist better when I <laughs> take right. myself out but, of being at the dentist. Yeah. There are definitely lots of activities where you want your whole brain. And so music would disrupt that, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm like just saying... Like flying an F-16. Yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what I like to do? I like to put Mick Gordon's uh, Doom 2016 soundtrack on, and then I like to uh, when I'm cleaning, I'll listen to that. Uh, you'll never clean harder and faster than listening to Mick Gordon's uh, metal riffs. <laughs> Recommend it. See it? You guys see that thing I've put I in the do. thing? That is sexy, man. That uh, this the the physical for for you for you listeners <laughs> for for anyone who's not the four of us looking at this photo. It's the uh, the, the Winamp the physical Winamp player. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. rad. I want one. Those physical buttons at the bottom are the best part. Right, big depressed yeah. looking. It's yeah. that. It's that cassette thing. futurism thing, right? You don't. Nothing anymore has buttons that you push in and they stay pushed in. It's nope. all like touch yeah. screen and yeah. Stuff like I that. miss that yeah. stuff. It's great. All right. I don't understand why it whips the llama's ass, but it definitely whips the it llama's was, ass. It, does. it, was it definitely, definitely does. whipping it. Hey, a uh, piece of trivia that I thought was weird that also a little scrutiny. Scrutiny. This, uh, the trivia says that Chevy Chase was almost Doug's dad instead of Tim Thomerson. <laughs> Doug's dad. I cannot imagine <laughs> Chevy Chase in 1986 being a trapped airline pilot in some terrorist country on trial and being all serious as Doug's dad. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. And why? Why would you pay that money? You wouldn't. It's This is bull crap. This is one of those entries where I'm sure it's not real. Or someone's having the yeah. someone's yeah. taking the piss, as our British friends would say. Right? You right. know, did you get to the did, did you get the very first piece of trivia the the one about the pilot who passed away? 
Uh, oh, yeah, right here. Uh, during the snake scene uh, in which Doug Masters races his Cessna 150 against the motorcycle riding uh, Notcher, the pilot of the Cessna 150 Aerobat was renowned aerobatic pilot Art Schall. Uh, he was killed later that year when his Pitts S2 camera plane uh, crashed while filming in, in cockpit, cockpit footage for the uh, flat spin sequence in Top Gun. So uh, not your, not the my favorite Top Gun connection to Iron Eagle. Right. But yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you kind of wonder, did we see that footage? Like, did the footage re- come from him dying? Oh, in Top Gun? It? I don't know. That's a good, great question. If they used it or not. I, you always like, wonder and stuff like that. God, it? Pretty morbid, right? If you're like yeah. looking and saying, oh, yeah, this is the one where the guy died while he was filming this exact thing. Didn't they do that with The Crow? And it was Brandon Lee uh, getting shot. They kind of used part of the scene where he did oh, get shot. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah. Oh. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. You guys want to do some... Uh, some oh, we clips. got clips. Yeah, you want some? I got some. <laughs> you you want, if you want them, I got them. Down note. I want them. Man. Okay, I totally. Are they hot? All right, then I, I got them. them. This is it right here. Can you play them in Winamp? Uh, the can I know? But I don't have any llamas left to whip its own ass. No. <laughs> um, I wrote something weird here in my notes. I wrote the mouth things in planes are for air, right? Oh, the the Hell masks. Breathing. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. watching late when I called it the mouth, mouth things. things. What the hell mouth is wrong with me? things. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's do the uh, the sound clips. We got one here about the... Oh, this is how you know you're in the thick of the 80s movies. Here you go. Yeah, getting all set. Yeah, I was I, for whatever reason I was waiting for Rod Stewart to come on and sing Young Turks. <laughs> yeah. when, uh, right. That was the only thing missing. There's yeah. a couple of times like that where I thought... I knew the song, and then it was somebody going, Where are the weird girls? Like somebody totally different. <laughs> I thought this was another song. So, I, don't, I don't know these songs very well, but I think you were just playing Love Can Make You Cry. No yeah? idea. No idea. It might have been. Well, I know, let when, me spin the vinyl up. It's when he was in his room getting all geared up to go to school and, his, when and went to see his brother. The tapes. Yeah. Where his yeah. brother was somehow convincing a girl that he was a senior with the voice of an eight-year-old. That was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, all right, here's what's this? Oh, forget about this. Catfishing. Tons, tons of names. Forget about this big nasty moose lip grease ball. There you go. Big nasty moose lip <laughs> grease ball. Loose lip grease ball. Yeah, Man. it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, then they start jamming to some more music. Yeah, jamming. <laughs> Doug is D, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doug. Yeah, you D. call him D. And uh, that music's not jamming. That's bad. I don't know what that is, but it's bad. <laughs> it's Tina Turner wannabe, maybe? Was that low rent, baby? Little... Uh, pull up, D. Pull up, D. All right. Pull up, wow. D. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, something with his engine. Oh, this part is so dumb. What did you do to his engine, you freak? You freak. You freak. Freak. I would have called him a lot worse. That's well, uh, pretty hard. How do we maintain that rating? Yep. Uh, my favorite punch, and we we haven't heard a good punch like this in months. Mm. Check it out. It's great. You watching Indiana Jones? What's going on here? I know. Yeah. Felt like it. Uh, okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Oh yeah, we played that earlier. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Has a real. Can you hear me now? Uh, what, does, what does it remind me of? Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, like uh, oh, I know. What kind of a deal? Reminds me of that oh, kid. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that kid. All right. Um, what's this? 
Oh, complicated nonsense. Oh, I I wrote complicated hell nonsense. I don't know what I mean. Here you go. Well, it's kind of a complicated situation. Hell, it's a bunch of nonsense, really. Oh, that's why. I was was trying to describe the clip. I like that guy. The dude at yeah. the base who was trying to help every time. Here he is again. Christ, we're holding friend. all the aces, and they act like all we got is a pair of twos waiting on a face card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so like was that, that was Michael Al- Al- Aldridge. Is that Aldridge. right? Uh, Colonel Blackburn. Yeah. That looks right. Oh, hold on. Is he around still? Nope. Dead. Dead. <laughs> yep. He <laughs> did. He did. Aww. Yeah, he died pretty not, not too far after this. Wait, uh, Michael Aldridge, that is correct. Hold on, let's see. Just let me just check here. He died in 97. 97. Ten years later. Oh. Uh, here's uh, <laughs> him again. General felt putting a carrier off their coast might put a fire up their butt. Oh. Oh, mm. put a fire up their butt. Fire yes. up their butt. Boy. I guess he was a big smoker, died of lung cancer. Um, let's see. Oh, I love this. This is a little bit of shade on the previous president. Oh, that was different. Mr. Peanut was in charge back then. Now we got this guy in the Oval Office who don't take shit from no gimpy little countries. <laughs> Nobody gives Mr. old Garvey Jimmy Carter. Tear down this wall. That's right. Right. Peanut. We don't give. We don't give it Mr. Peanut no crap anymore. No. He's, he's done. He's no. proved he's going to live forever, and that he's a really great guy. He's, he's so awesome. You do. That's yeah. Right. I like Jimmy Carter a lot. Um, okay, here's... Oh, this is the worst laugh in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jim Carrey in there, yeah, suddenly. It was really oh, bad. Yeah. Who was that? That was... Uh, uh, the. Um, we just talked about him. Well, he's the one that did this. <laughs> or wait, this. Oh, no, that was different. He's the Mr. Peanut guy. Oh. Uh, what's his name? Potato... Talking about Boy. Larry B. Scott. That's the guy. All right, thank you very much. Uh, somehow all racist enemy tropes piled into one. Colonel, the American naivety never ceases to amaze me. We make the laws in this country. We are not subject to your ridiculous Western alliances. Yeah, there you go. That's I like a- that nondescript, no uh, ethnicity music in the background. Nice. <laughs> right, yeah. Yep. Accents. Guess who we're talking about. Um, okay, Brian Dunaway, I need you to help me here. We're both fans of retro video games. We all play a lot of old oh, games. I know exactly yeah, yeah. what you're going to play. The Have a nice day music. What game did it come from? <laughs> what did this come from? Here it is. It's either the original uh, Donkey Kong. Right. When Mario slash Jumpman dies or something else. My My guess would have been Mr. Doo. It could have been Mr. Okay. Do. I can see that. Yeah. Dang it. I'm going to have to let me play it Look again. It I know that sound. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to drive me crazy continually. All right. Here's Lou Gossett angry. Look at me when I talk to you. Okay. All right. Oh. Easy there, buddy. Uh, this is where I wonder why he got an Oscar. Okay. I'm going to play this clip and you'll wonder with me. How he got an Oscar. I've seen young boys blown out of the air over the Pacific. I've seen the guts sprawled all over the rice paddies of Vietnam. So every time somebody dies for this country, believe me, boy, I give a shit. It's terrible. Wow. Well, I mean, he didn't win it for that one. That performance, I mean. No. (laughs) He should have for just this line alone. I've seen young boys blown out of the air. Yeah. (laughs) Why is that the emphasized (laughs) word? It's so weird. (laughs) Okay. Tim Thomerson. I haven't talked about him much. Uh, 
kind of a you know hard ass looking dude back then. Now he's weird looking. But anyway, here's him saying what he'll do with a confession. I'll give him the confession. I'll shove it up his ass. Yeah. Yeah. His ass. His ass. His ass. But why would you? Why would? Why would you do that, sir? Yeah. Won't just tell him. You know, some movies in that era, they they the word shit and ass were used, and they were used so like emphatically that I feel like they thought we were going to be more offended than we were. Do really, I, mean? I don't. Do we? Are we as fascinated with uh, with with that kind of you know sticking something up somebody's butt as we were back then? Because I remember like what it was like sit on it. Wasn't that like you were supposed to sit on it? Yeah, spin. Yeah. Sit, sit and, and spin. This oh, yeah. Well, there was there was the whole separate sit and but, spin too. Yeah. yeah, sit and spin was always a fun one, but you don't right. hear you don't hear very often anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. I don't know. I say if I get mad, I say take these two birds, and then I flip everyone off, and I say take these two <laughs> birds and shove them up your butt. I guess I do do it. <laughs> sure. Um, and if anyone ever took you up off an offer, you'd be like, no, get them off. Get yeah, off. get them off. Get them off. Now give me some hand sanitizer. All right. Who the hell was this? Or no, what the hell was this is what I wrote. This is the bluebird. I'll be ready to rape you. Did he say yes. be ready to rape you? Did I hear that right? Refuel. Be ready refuel. to refuel. Oh, refuel. shit. That's what they were just talking about the refueling. Yeah. <laughs> Let me play it one more time so I can hear it right. Hold on. This is the bluebird. I'll be ready to rape you. Now I thought ready. he said, "Are now you? Ready. I'm ready to rape you." And I went, "That's <laughs> yeah. terrible." Why are they saying that? Okay. Nailed it. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you guys cleared that up. I struggled with it. <laughs> All right, uh, there was this one time that Brian Ibbett took a trailer to prom. <laughs> oh yeah 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 it made it a lot easier cheaper than a hotel room. Yeah, it turns out you just take a trailer and it's all good. And and you said this yeah. uh, at one point. I said, "Get your butt in my trailer now." Wow. Yep. Very yep, forceful. Totally. Very forceful. It was one of those uh, sitcom moments where I had two dates for the same prom and I had to keep running back and forth. So I thought it'd be easier to keep one in the trailer. <laughs> right. And right. then have the other one out at the, you know, at the actual den. So yeah. I could keep running back and forth and just kept excusing myself to the bathroom to go to the right. other date. This is some good, uh, some uh, clearly you had some hijinks in your life. Yeah. Growing up. Many hijinks yeah. going on. Many, yes. many. All right. Here's a gross thing to say. Look, I'm not in a cockpit with you. I show you touchy. Ooh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Okay. Well, uh, stay out of my cockpit. Don't want you in there. God, I was really hoping you'd have the clip of uh, of Doug saying, "Don't come on me, Dad." Oh yeah, I oh, saw that. Of, Don't come on, Dad. Me. <laughs> I thought about it, but then I went ew, and then I didn't do it. <laughs> Chicken of the U.S. Chicken of the U.S. I just like that. It's isolated. It's great. Chicken of the U.S. It sounds like a new tuna flavor or something. Yeah. What's the best tuna? Chicken yeah. of the U.S. <laughs> Uh, auto, what? Something automatic. Oh, the way he says automatic. 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 <laughs> I love it. He's just so into it. Um, Chappie's something. I know that, Chappie. I bet you thought you knew that, didn't you? Okay, what happened there? There was a whole sequence where he said he would say things and then Chappie would say. Oh, yeah, because it was basically like he could not hear what Doug was replying, right? And it was almost like he was saying, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. I bet you knew that. I'm going to tell you this. Oh, I bet you didn't know that. Okay. But it was almost like he couldn't hear the responses, which was really weird. That's what I was wondering. Was that, did I miss a plot point where the radios didn't work or something? Yes. I, yes, I did? you did. Okay. That, I was, don't that was that. happening in that in that sequence. When, basically, when Chappie gets shot, his yeah. like plane gets shot, Yeah. then he can't hear Doug anymore, oh, but Doug can hear him or okay. something. So that first shot when he got hit and then he was like, all right, I'm, I want you to listen to me or whatever. It was before he went and crash landed. Right. Okay. All right. That I makes thought he, sense. I thought he flipped channels. 
and he didn't because Chappie, because they were talking on one channel and then Chappie flipped back over because he got hit and he was calling Mayday. So he wasn't calling it to to Doug. He was calling it to the to the to the military, right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that was it. I, I, I don't know. We I all we really, all filled in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. I really I, I there was no doubt in my mind that he was gonna survive, of course, because you know there's more movies with him. Right. But yeah. I really enjoyed how rapidly the entire Western world just forgave them. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They went and did a little formation with him. They were like taking yeah. orders from him. Like he was the master general of the world. It was right. dumb. Yeah. Um, this, by the way, all this Chappie talk makes me remind me that we haven't watched Chappie and we should probably watch Chappie at some point. Oh yeah. That robot Chappie movie with the uh, Antwoord. Yeah. Uh, Antwoord. Hello. That guy's a freak. She's weird too. Um, She's very weird. Yeah, very weird. Here's a uh, speaking of Chappie. Let's yell his name. Chappie! Give me a break, Chappie. You're like my pappy. No. Uh, you know I like to capture it when they say the name of the movie. You gotta believe that plane you're in is like a suit of armor, like an iron eagle that nothing Ooh. can penetrate. Yep, there it is. They said the thing. Yep. Roll, roll the meme. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> Roll the uh, the footage or the meme of uh, DiCaprio going bap, bap, and pointing at the screen and uh, yeah. the yeah, aviator. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I like this bit because it just made me laugh, and I don't think it was supposed to. Prepare my car. I am going to the airport. It's just something about it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I don't think like they meant movie. it to be funny though. They were just like, I need to get over this- there and kill them or whatever. And- Oh, but I think it is. I think they like they, this movie's riddled with that kind of comic relief. Mm. You're supposed to smile at that. Sure. Well, here's a dad and son moment. Think you can handle a loop? Think you can handle the music? <laughs> think you can handle it? All right. Then I caught a guy saying penal. Penal. All right. And then <laughs> at the very end here, uh, the music this week, I'd like to try to identify it. I'm going to play this uh, first part of the credits music here. Enjoy. identify the body king, king cobra iron eagle never say die is the name of that there song there you go well ugh. done ugh it's bad king yeah. cobra can, can you name anything I'll bet Ibit can. He's good at this. No, not even a thing. No, not could even. Not, really? Wow. Could, could not have even told you King Cobra was a thing until Randy said that. It's like, okay. It, it just sounded like, hey, uh, do we have all the 80s instruments in this room? Cool. Can yeah. we all play them at the same time? Excellent. Wow. It says here, King Cobra is an American heavy metal band founded by, it didn't sound like heavy metal, uh, founded by drummer Carmine Apice uh, after his tenure with Carmen Ozzy Apis. Osbourne. Yeah, Apis, I guess. Yeah. He was yeah. Ozzy's uh, drummer, I guess. So, so yeah, that's good for them, I guess. I don't know. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> good they, for you. They're still a oh, They made albums as late as studio albums as late as 2013. <laughs> I'll bet they're shit. Uh, all right. <laughs> there, there be your clips. Now be this. Where is it? This. Whoops. This. Nope. That's wrong. This. Uh, your film sack checklist goes like this. Lou Gossett sandwiches. Mm, check. Mm. That guy always had food. Just always. Yeah. 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 Why not? 
Uh, why not indeed? If the Air Force has run like this, then we're completely screwed. Check. And finally, please, can we never do another Iron Eagle movie? Check. Mm, we'll <laughs> I mean, see. whatever. It sounds like we're probably going to. And that's fine. As long as it's not back to back, I'll be okay. Yeah. I, I need some more James Bonds before we get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Something with some good filmmaking going on. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack grade. Uh, oh, no. Let's do Star Trek Connections. That's what we're doing now. Let's find out who's in Star Trek things. Got to be somebody. Somebody yeah, somebody. it's it's not that great. Um, we have a the the head of makeup in this movie. I, I like to to go to that because it's just fun, right? Yeah. The head of makeup was a woman named Karen Kubek, <laughs> mm. and she was also she also did makeup on Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. That's oh, cool. There you go. That's cool. Mm-hmm. She got to apply um, forehead business to the great late actor uh, Knives yeah. Out guy. I can't think of his name. He oh, played Daniel Dang. Craig. No, 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 no. The, uh, Shoot, he who is died. the who is the Shakespearean Klingon? Yeah, he's also in The Hills Are Alive. <laughs> with the oh, song. yeah, 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 right. Um, uh, it's c- c- <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Christopher Recipes Plummer. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway. Oh man, I love that he made Knives Out before he died. Yeah. Um, it was like his last big thing, right? Yeah. I think it was. Uh, Lance Legault was a general in this movie and ha- was in one episode of the next generation and Caroline Le- Lagerfeld, we talked about who played uh mom. Yeah. Or girlfriend. Mom. Which, mom. Uh, mom. mom Cause uh, right. girlfriend was Melora Harden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> such, a, such a weird, like this movie had, like, I had the most useless mom. Um, Oh, Caroline yeah. Lagerfeld, she was in an episode of deep space nine. Oh, yeah. She's been mm-hmm. around doing a lot of stuff. I think she's still working. Let's see here. Yeah. She's busy. Stuff in 2023, things that haven't even come out yet. Law and Order, Organized Crime. Oh, she's on that with the dude that played Doug. That must be weird. Oh, wow. Hey, hey dude. Ma. Hey, remember that? Yeah, I was your kid. They must have had hey, a fun movie conversation, mom. right? They probably had, yeah, they probably had a hey, I'm movie sure. mom, right? Hey, movie yeah. son. I like that kind of thing. If, if it happens, yeah. I can only assume. Uh, all right. Well, good on them. Let's move on now to the uh, soundtrack. Great. I'm going to give it a, a B for bad. I thought it was bad. All right. Some of the some <laughs> of the licensed stuff's fine, but most of it's pretty pretty hideous. I felt like I felt like Basil Polidurus did a really good job with you know figuring out what you might want to hear while planes are flying around. Like that's a, <laughs> a lot of so. you know like it's a lot of creative music, and I thought it was pretty good. I really like Basil Polidurus. I I'm, I might be the only one, but, um, you know, long, lustrous career in Hollywood making would soundtracks. You know, would I know him from something else? Like another... Uh, uh, Hunt for Red October is by far oh, the, that's good the Basil Polidurus score. Yeah, I like that. Okay, well, he's back, um, in, my, he's back in my good graces now. That opening music, <laughs> that opening song in Conan the Barbarian was composed by him. That's actually memorable. That's good. All right. Yeah. Is he around? Or he... Uh, Oh no no! He died about fifteen years ago. All right. Well, as you know, you know me. I got to check on everybody's health here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> how they doing? They all right? No, they, they, they dead. Um, dead. Okay. All right. Oh, well. Yeah. How oh, they yeah. do it? How they do it? Say how to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to the uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum up things in a uh, short uh, amount of characters until uh, if you pay for blue, you can get four thousand characters. But right now, we're just going to stick with the two eighty freebies. Uh, let's start with Randy. Iron Eagle, a gang of wild teenagers break into the Air Force computer systems, steal jets, steal fuel for jets, steal many, many weapons, bomb a foreign country, kill dozens of foreign fighters, 
and are then rewarded with a big celebration on live TV. And every single one of them grew up and participated in January 6, 2021. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That guy ran off with a podium. Yeah. I'm sorry, a lectern, a lectern. A lectern, sorry. Yeah, let's get this straight, will you? Yeah. Uh, let's move now to Brian Dunaway. Oh, Iron Eagle, like getting your tit in a ringer, and it takes you all the way up to the danger zone and no further. Hashtag turn off that stuff. <laughs> forgot about the tit in a ringer line. I was surprised you didn't play the clip. I know. I forgot, and when I heard it, I laughed, and I just didn't right. record it. I don't know why. Get your tit in a ringer. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, finally, let's round it all out with Brian Ibbett. Iron Eagle, not only was it not a ripoff of Top Gun, it beat it to the finish line. A big toilet paper finish line. Oh, yeah, what was <laughs> that? Know. What were they using? That's, that was weird. Did that not capture your imagination? I loved that. That somebody, yeah. like you, somebody sat out on that runway or that street. It was just yeah. a dirt road or something. Dirt and they road, had yeah. two, two posts and they're both rapping. Toilet paper, wrapping it, wrapping it, wrapping yep. it. Oh, it's so fun! <laughs> doesn't great. that doesn't there the plane should have won regardless because it's as the fly crows, the fly crows, the crow flies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because the the rules of the race was that he had to he had to ride the roads. He couldn't just. I thought cut he just through. has to beat the the dirt bike and you no, know the the dirt bike had had to stay on the road and he had to stay on the road but then the dirt bike deviated from the plan in its wacky races and then why do i know all this i'm not explaining any further it was very honestly portrayed i don't know how you missed it i missed it too i'm with it i thought it was something about it seemed off i was like when you watch this movie though you have to question what in the world the you know how this works right either the dirt bike is 50 miles an hour faster than the plane Right. Or the plane is 50 miles an hour faster than the dirt bike. These are not really that comparable. No, they're not at all. That's my whole point. So like rules, even in that exactly. final stretch, forget about all the twists and turns. The final stretch, I know it's leaking oil. Maybe that's I the conceit, but it should have won. I love that they just, had a, they just had a stunt plane smoke machine just yeah. pouring smoke out of that thing. But it did provide this amazing uh, this <laughs> at the end. Yes. And that was Punch it. and meat. Nobody's going to turn that down. Also, I want somebody to count and tell me the number of times you said conceit in this episode. I'm at yeah. least 50, right? Something like that. <laughs> Something yeah. like I was wondering myself when I last said conceit. I feel like I, <laughs> well, I've really said I would say lot. you had to conceit that you were saying it. Listen, we all have a word of the day calendar. and uh, Yeah, mine's just, mine is conceit. I will conceit that it is the word yeah. conceit. No, no, you'll concede. Yeah, and now I will concede saying the word conceit. That's tomorrow's word. <laughs> yeah, so, tomorrow. Oh, it is? Shit. <laughs> I've already let the bag it's out an of alphabetic the alphabetic word of the day calendar. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right, now time for alternate titles. Yes, on this little list I have right here on this paper, I uh, was told that this was almost called Plastic Eagle because half the time those planes look like they were made uh, of plastic. Uh, or, and this was just too long, so they didn't use it, but we swear Lou Gossett Jr. is in this, even though he doesn't seem like it until halfway or more through the film. That's too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't yeah. have done that. He's on the cover box. Yeah, he is on the box. He's he's number one uh, credited here as well. Sure. Even though he barely shows up till later, but whatever. Uh, let's get to the emails and other uh, trappings of communication that we like to uh, field here on the show. And we'll start with emails. Filmtack at gmail.com. Jason Reef wrote in. Says, hey, guys, just a quick comment about that terrible opening music Scott was playing from Rambo 2. Uh, being that it's uh, by Jerry Goldsmith. Play it back and imagine that that scene is on the bridge of the Klingon bird of prey and then tell me if it works. That's all I could imagine when I heard it. Jason. 
Uh, fair point, but yeah. I still say I like the idea. not Goldsmith's best day at the office. Uh-huh. That's all. By the way, I love that we watched Rambo 2 and Iron Eagle back to back because yeah. they gave they Charlie Sheen a career. Yeah, those two do. movies yeah. <laughs> made like Charlie Sheen gets to like yeah. Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Do owe everything to these two movies. Yeah. <laughs> Which true. one had? Wait a minute, was that Charlie Charlie Sheen or his brother? I thought that was Emilio Estevez in that. No, hmm. no, he uh, Emilio Estevez was in Loaded Weapon. Was his Loaded parody. Weapon? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Which, Which was is a lethal weapon ripoff. Okay. <clears throat> Completely yeah. had that backwards in my head, those two brothers. Do you think they hang Hot out? Shot. Do you think they ever go to like lunch or anything? I'd say it's more likely than the Baldwin brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I love they are always your your uh, standard. They might go to of yeah. like, here just give me a list of some brothers that uh don't hang out anymore. Yeah. Oh, let's start with the Baldwin brothers. Yeah, let's start with Alec <laughs> and that's Steven. Or no, which and Steven. Pretty much that would be it, right? Yeah, those, Alec and Steven. I assume they don't get along. All right, uh, there's your email from Jason. Here's one from Paul S. in Cleveland. He says, uh, this is a text that went to us at 801-471-0462. He says, howdy, sack pack, long time, first time. If you are excited for the cocaine bear, may I please recommend 1976's Grizzly, a jaw ripoff, uh, sorry, Jaws, he meant, Jaws ripoff about a large bear that is running amok in a national park that is just as silly and fun as it sounds. Thanks for what you do. Make mine sack, says Paul. <laughs> From 76, you say? Yeah, 70, uh-huh. 1976's Grizzly. I have a, I have a vague memory of this freaking it me out as a like kid. like I do, too. Yeah, something about it rings familiar like oh, a TV it's thing. Oh, to be. Imagine that. Oh, I can't believe it. So I would watch Grizzly. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sure. I've been yeah. I've been all on Tubi. I've been watching all the comedies. Like uh, God, I forgot how funny uh, something about Mary is. That's yeah, it's good. Mm. You know, what else is good on there is um, I've been watching because now that uh, Lenny is the only person left from all of uh, Laverne and Shirley because they're all dead now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went. How's that show hold up? So I went in there and watched a few episodes. Dude, Laverne and Shirley yeah. was freaking funny. It's good. Was, was it good? All right. Yeah. yeah. As you know, it was a three camera laugh track comedy. Was yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I haven't Enjoy watched it, it since uh, since the time, so it's not bad. The time. Uh, if you switch, if you uh, if you hop off Tubi and head over to Freebie, you got to watch that um, uh, Sprung TV show. The uh, oh, with Dilla Hunt and uh, I've uh, had Dilla Hunt on the mind because he's in the Mindy Project. Kim watched watch that. That thing petered out mm-hmm. bad, but he was good in it. And then I watched No Country for Old Men again because I kind of got on a Coen Brothers kick the other day, and. Uh, He's. I forgot he was in that. He plays a deputy, and he's fantastic in that. So I'm for. I'm for more Dillahunt. Yeah, go watch that. Then it's a one season and done. Like it was intended to be a one season thing, and it's fantastic. It's the Raising Hope Earl guy uh, creator. Yep, right? exactly. Yeah, couldn't think of his name, but yep. Love, and it's, love that uh, stuff about some some convicts that get released because of the pandemic. I'm gonna watch oh. it. Oh, that's right. I'm gonna watch yes. it. Yes. I have now convinced. I have now committed myself to watch it. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, by the way, yeah, uh, yeah. Cocaine Bear, um, great. I love Elizabeth Banks. I hope yeah. it does well. But I would like to ask you all to not go watch it at the movies because I want to sack it with you when it hits streaming in six weeks. I had no ten- intent. Be no problem. Yeah, not a problem. Whatsoever. You're all good. I got all. no no intention of seeing that in the theater. So <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know it was that quick though. Who's getting it? Do you know? I, I don't, I'm making a joke. Oh, I thought you were I, serious. That I, 
I am sure with a with the cachet of a movie like this, you have streaming all figured out in advance. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm. I mean, hell, the uh, I'm about to watch uh, Wakanda Forever on Disney Plus. It felt like it was just barely in theaters to me. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was end of last year, though, right? I have Jeez. I have just put I just put Cocaine Bear on our upcoming list. All right, I put it on June seventeenth. I figure that'll work. I promise you, by then, <laughs> we'll have the paper. I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, well, that's it for your, your feedback. Filmsack at gmail.com, 801-471-0462. We'll take voicemails, too. If you guys want to let your voice be heard, you can leave them at that same number. And it no longer rings nine times before it lets you leave a message. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know it was doing that, and I went and turned that off. So it now just goes straight to voicemail. So uh, anyway, if you want to do that, please do. Texts are also welcome. <laughs> Uh, I do want to thank Patreon people for being a part of our show. You guys are amazing. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but if you're sitting around going, boy, I'd sure like to have a life without any ads. Good news! You'll never get a commercial. You'll never get one commercial if you subscribe to our Patreon. You'll also get pre-show content you won't get any other way. Randy just put up his monthly special for this month. You won't I, want to, I want to cop to something. If for some reason you're a patron of our Patreon yeah. and you went and started listening to or completed listening to this bonus episode in the first five or six hours it was up, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe try again. Go or back. Maybe, and- <laughs> like if, or if you started it but didn't complete it, go back and start it again is yeah. actually what I'm asking. And you can be like Booms Crash, Hand Grenade, and Roge Jenkins who Ooh. all joined us this week as brand new patrons. Uh, nice. Big thanks to them and all of you for helping I us still, stay alive. I still have a couple more um, film sack uh, VHS cassette 3D print magnets oh. that uh, that I can send out. So I'll hit you up for some some addresses. Oh, that'd be nice. I love I love mine. I have it on the fridge. Oh, dude, I have it on my table right it? here. Did you? Anybody paint it, or is he still rocking the original? Rocking gray, rocking the original gray man. Yeah. I figure I'm I'm too, nothing it. wrong with that. I figure you got yeah. DNA on there, so if you ever kill anybody, I got whatever evidence the police yeah. need to get her done. Yeah, I, was, I mean, you, I'm sad that the first thing you didn't think of is that you could build a new Brian <laughs> oh, if something had <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> oh yeah, What's, well that too. That too. Brian, what do you, does Brian mix his blood into the printer? Like what? <laughs> I do. It's like Kiss in that that comic they made for Marvel in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, it's just what resin printers do now. You just put a little blood yep. in there. And you're yep. good. <laughs> anyway, those are awesome. And so Booms Crash Hand Grenade and Roge Jenkins, you might also be lucky getters of that thing. Uh, lucky you know. getters. Anyway, lucky go get check it out. Shirt. That is uh there's a huge list of reasons why, and it's it's not that huge. It's all very readable. Find it at patreon.com slash filmsack today. Our next movie is going to be Red Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how you read that. <laughs> red Eye. Eye. It's a uh, great. It's a it's Killian like Murphy deal. Taking the red eye. It's a. It's a. It's a, yep. it's a flying film. It's got Rachel McAdams, directed by Wes Craven. Got your Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy, Brian Cox is in this. Love him. Uh, from your uh, your uh, not Hereditary. What's that thing that's on now? <laughs> HBO. Uh, your your su- Succession. He's great on oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's also Striker and your uh, X Men Two. Anyway, mm-hmm. love that guy and uh, a bunch of other people. Here's the thing. This did not feel like. Uh, See when this came out, 2005. It did not feel like a Wes Craven movie to me at all. And so having seen it and then now we're going to see it again, I'm very excited, but I still don't feel like I'm seeing a Wes Craven movie. So this is going to be interesting. Right. 
It's going to be interesting because I've never seen it. It was heavily advertised in 2005. Oh, yeah. I remember the ads film. for it so well, and it just didn't pull me to the movies. Just never saw it. I really, really liked it. I hope I hope I it holds up. I for liked what it at I the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. This is this would have been you know same year as Batman Begins. Killing Murphy's about to be the Scarecrow. He's having a real moment, but he's very evil in this, and I really like it. Oh, by the way, wanna, his name is Jackson Ripner. I just want to warn you. I just wanted to warn you. Jackson Jackson Ripner. Yeah. I just want to read you the genres on Just Watch because I don't get this. So the genres of this movie are mystery and thriller. Okay. Action and adventure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Music and musical? No. That's dumb. (laughs) Unless it it probably has some music that's like, you know, a score, but that's a terrible description. That's awful. What is this? The Golden Globes or some shit? That's crazy. This is yeah, I know. That's what it sounded like. Golden Globes categories. Yep. I hate the this clocks. is our first pl- plane movie that we're doing in a row, right? Is this is that still our plan? Oh, I mean, yes. we're doing count, plane movies uh, unless you count Iron Eagle. So, so I, I should not go to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's our th- our our third. <laughs> well, what did we watch before that? Yeah, what did we, we see? Like, Rebels not so much a plane movie. I mean, oh, that's true. Sure. Not a one. Is a helicopter movie? Oh yeah, it's our third. It's our third. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna keep going. a plane. Yeah, I've got a whole string of plane movies for you guys. So but we have also Red Eye next. There are also a Gerard Butler film <laughs> called Plane at the Theater. That's yeah, right, I hear that's one, good. Yeah. I heard that's actually good. And like right on our vein, we got to watch that. Yeah. Um, real quick our, our here. Thing. This is when is the last time we saw a passenger plane movie, though? Has it been like uh, Air Force uh, One? Executive maybe? Decision? Executive Decision, Air Force One. Uh, what was the yeah. one with... Um, Passenger 57 is really old. We saw that forever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. It feels like something more recent, but maybe not. What, what was the one where they kept using the phone to talk to whoever and Callie Berry was, was a. Yeah, that was executive decision. Was Halle Isn't Berry? Kurt that? Russell talked into Halle Berry. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Berry. Right. While, feels right. while uh, what's his face tries to fix a bomb with a straw that's been sitting in his mouth all. <laughs> We, we did, when we you have, say it like that, it sounds ridiculous. We did yeah. sack we did sack both of these, but uh Air Force One was the more recent one. It was yeah. more recent? Okay. It's tempted to watch. Can that you again. count that as a passenger plane when <laughs> I guess yeah, it, is. it doesn't quite Oh, what about count. the one with uh the uh Clint Eastwood line of fire has some plane moments, doesn't it? Oh I does. guess it's just him and Rene Russo hanging out on a plane talking about their their experience. Oh, or I think that may count though. I think that that may count. Nothing bad happens on that plane, though. So I think that's the yeah. U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals starts with a big plane sequence. Yeah. Man, Halle Berry's embarrassingly young looking. How does she do this? She doesn't black. Don't crack is what they say. She's embarrassingly starring in Moonfall. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. She doesn't look her age at all. My gosh. All right. Well, congrats to her. Um, All right. Well, uh, there you go. That's next week. It's Red Eye. So, uh, you know, like red eye plane, but also like red, like evil red, you know, like, oh, I've got worse than pink eye. I've got red eye. Oh, no, you got poo in uh, your more eye. More poop got in my eye. Yeah, yeah. That's airplane oh, poop. Eye. You don't want that. Oh. Anyway, that'll be next week. Uh, watch for that soon. Filmtech.com is our website. In the meantime, you will find links to everything we do and everything you need there. So uh, just go find it. That's filmsack.com. Leave us reviews where you get your shows. That'll do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Jeffy! We'll see you next time. Oh, that's the wrong one. We'll see you next time. There it is.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I've seen young boys blown out of the air.